0: Welcome back to another episode of Anime Replay Podcast, where we talk about anime, manga, and all industry related to it. And holy shit, it's 2018! Where the fuck have we been, Zach? Dead. Exactly. But we are back now, from the grave. Here with
1: more bullshit.
0: Yeah, no, nothing can
1: keep us from anime.
0: Well... Except for, you know, um, other obligations in life, uh, money, work, time, uh, the crisis in the world, all that stuff. But other than that, I mean, we're, we're right on top of it, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, What? why Why the fuck have we been gone for so long?
1: I don't know. We were busy. I'll take that answer. That's good enough. I was busy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was busy too. Um, full discussion for anyone who's listening to this. Um, our last thing that we posted on SoundCloud and subsequently iTunes and all that—that that was our Redline episode, way way back in July, I think it was. I think,
1: pretty sure. Yeah. Um, which was so a I while think ago. we plan plan to do this episode like a month ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but hey, we're doing it now, though. Exactly, we're doing it
0: now, and that's great. Um, I will also mention that. At the end of the Red Line um, podcast, we mentioned that we were going to do Boko no Hero Academia or My Hero Academia for the next podcast. And interestingly enough, that did actually, quote unquote, happen. Um, We actually, I have a recording on my computer um, that is our podcast footage from when we discussed season one of the show um, around the time that season two wrapped up, I believe.
1: Um, Yeah just never uploaded
0: it well yeah because the thing about that was on my end for the recording i don't know what there it was,
1: was issues
0: yeah whatever the fuck it was like my my audacity kept cutting out and my computer lagged behind really really hard um i'm keeping a close eye on the audacity recording right now and it looks like it's doing fine so i don't know what happened that time um but the audio is really choppy because of it though i am considering maybe posting it as like a lost episode sort of thing
1: I am opposed to you, Audacity. (laughs) I can't believe it. I'm opposed.
0: This this, fucking, I'm I'm, I'm opposed, I'm damn opposed. I can't believe that this bullshit-free program isn't working. That's ridiculous.
1: (laughs) How dare you do that one thing? God
0: damn it. Uh, Um, So anyway, what are we talking
1: about today?
0: Yeah, so, yeah, fucking... Anyway, uh, as you can read in the title for this episode, we are not talking about uh, *Boku no Hero Academia* this week, but instead, Zach, what is it that we are covering?
1: Uh, we are discussing everyone's favorite sadistic piece of media, <laughs> <laughs> Made the Abyss*.
0: Yeah, fucking. I don't know. I don't know why you're calling it sadistic. It's a very fun and pleasant time. I mean, yeah, nothing
2: I, bad happens. It's Come on.
0: it's great. Everything is just fucking adorable and. It's
1: it's yeah. lovely. It, it's it's wonderful. Um, yeah, you know, just just cute girls doing cute things. Exactly, that's what anime is about, right?
0: That's, that's 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 that is what anime is about. It's what it's all about, and I think we can agree on that. Yeah, <laughs> but I was I will say that this was an anime that we chose on my insistence. Um, and let me think here. I think Maiden Abyss season one, and you can look this up for me as well or whatever. I think. The first season The one that we're talking about today Wrapped up at the end of last summer Um, Give or take Let me see here I want to see when the last episode was That aired Uh, Because it was a 13 It It was a 13 episode series um, That just aired last year In 2017 And the final episode was released Looks like in September I think Let's see here uh, yeah so last episode was aired on september 29th of 2017 so kind of that in between summer into the fall because uh, it started way back in july so mostly a summer anime finishing up kind of mid-fall but it was a really fun one and at the time that we actually watched it as of this recording uh, in january when we originally watched it to review we had to watch it on anime strike via amazon
1: i'm damn opposed
0: and you're not you're not wrong to be because that service cost i think it was ten dollars a month and this was yeah. literally the only show that i wanted to watch um luckily they had the free trial which let us binge it through because by that point the show was pretty much already over
1: um and then i canceled, which is smart of you luckily however um, i have no reason to keep that service around
0: fuck no But what's smart of Amazon is that Anime Strike is now fucking dead, so... um, Thank
1: you. Crap, who's the CEO of Amazon? I don't fucking know. I, I should know this. His first name is Jeff. (laughs) I complain about them a lot.
0: Thanks, Jeff. But apparently, Anime Strike is dead, and that means that all the anime that was previously excluded to that service is now available if you are an Amazon Prime member, which is already a great service because you get two-day shipping uh, in the continental United States, as far as I'm aware. Um, I don't know how great it does outside of the US, but hopefully it's decent. Um, It's worked out really well for me, I'll say that much, and... Although this does bring to mind the question as to whether or not Amazon is going to actually continue to pursue new anime. Uh, I think they have a few shows for this uh, winter season, but I don't know if they're going to keep doing
1: that. I don't know. Amazon Prime is great, though.
0: It's pretty good. I'm a big fan.
1: Amazon Strike. Not That's so much. Not so much. <laughs> yeah. No. S- stick with something like Crunchyroll. Yeah, Crunchyroll's great. Or if... Netflix, if it's on there. Yeah. Do you have a Netflix account? I don't. I should get one.
0: Yeah, I don't have one either, actually. But apparently there's been a few shows on there, like, not just anime, but in terms of anime. Um, there was the Castlevania series that was like three or four episodes that I never got to watch. Um, and right now they're doing Devilman Crybaby, which I heard was very good. Ooh. So I might have to look into that, depending. Yeah. Um, which reminds me, stick around everyone, because at the end of this podcast, well not at the end, but once we're done talking about Maiden Abyss, we do have an important announcement uh, regarding the state of this podcast and some of the stuff that we're going to be changing up that hopefully should make it more frequent and just better in general.
1: Yep. Hmm. Gonna, gonna make everything all nice and good.
0: Yes, assuming we can actually... Hold up with it, which is probably going to be mostly on my yeah. end because I, I tend to drop the ball. Not going to lie.
1: Yeah. Um. But anyway, back but to. That's okay. I never sleep. So anyway, made in abyss. <laughs> I have no response to that.
0: Yes. So made <laughs> made in abyss. Um, Zach, would you give us just a brief rundown, general synopsis of what Made in Abyss is
1: and what it's all about? So, you got this girl, Rico, right? Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, one day, she's down in the abyss, and she finds this robot. And the robot has no memories. So, they name him Reg. And that's cool and all. He's a robot. So, he's pretty (laughs) cool. Right. So, then they get a a letter from Rico's mom. And uh, Rico, I should have mentioned this. Rico is a cave raider. Cavern raider?
0: I'm pretty sure it's a cave raider, and just to clarify, the abyss that that she is searching in... Yeah,
1: they live in a... not in an abyss, they live around an abyss.
0: Yes. And what the heck is this?
1: So there's this island out in the middle of nowhere, and in the center of this island, there is a giant hole with... I think it has a diameter of like a kilometer?
0: Uh, I think so, I have it written down, but continue. And it is really yeah, that's one kilometer.
1: It's 1,000 meters. No one knows what's at the bottom. It's really deep. And there's this city named Orth built around it. And the story takes place in and around this abyss. So, Rico's a cave raider. Cave raiders go into the abyss and they find relics uh, to help make money and stuff. And among other things. And Rico is a red whistle, which is like the lowest level of cave raider you could be. And her mom is a white whistle, which is like the highest level. They can do whatever the fuck they want. Uh her name was what was it? Liza? I believe it was. Where'd I put my sheet? <laughs> Liza, the Annihilator. I guess she annihilated some shit down in that abyss. So one day they get a package, some mail from Liza from, like, the bottom of the abyss or something. Mm-hmm. From, like, really deep, at least. Yes. And it's a list, it's a bunch of, like, drawings and notes about stuff no one's ever seen before.
0: Yes, completely new beasts. Yeah,
1: this is some crazy stuff, like a freaky scorpion with a bunch of different tails and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and stuff and one of those drawings is reg
0: or at least something that resembles reg or at closely. least it looks
1: like reg and there's also a note that implies that liza is down there waiting for rico at the bottom of the abyss mm-hmm. so rico and reg go into the abyss yes and there's, there's a bunch of other stuff, but this is just a quick rundown. So
0: Right, right. And um, we can go a little bit more into the plot later. I will say, for yeah. those of you who... That was really just, like, the opening segments of the show. That was, like, the first two episodes. Um, yeah. And just, like, ever so slightly going into the third. That's not really a whole lot of spoilers. There, are, We're going to go probably up to episode five Um, possibly even episode six in the non-spoiler section. And then we'll give a warning when we talk about the rest of the show.
1: But as a basic synopsis, that's kind of the idea behind it. Because for the most part, nothing really
2: happens.
1: Sorry. (laughs) For the most part, nothing really happens uh, until round episode five or six. It's just kind of them going into the abyss. Yes, a lot of the first... And going down.
0: Yeah, a lot of the first few episodes is really mostly world building and admittedly a lot of exposition. Um, just kind of getting an idea of what this place is and what it's like
1: yeah um which and it's really neat it's it's handled surprisingly well yeah it's really well done Mm -hmm.
0: and i think maybe with that we can kind of move into before we get back to the plot uh kind of talking about the production behind this one so i'm trying to remember do you happen to have offhand the name of the studio that handled the animation for this one I'm looking for I it in my not. notes, but...
2: I forgot to write that down.
0: I think, according to what I have written here, the production company is Kinema Citrus. Uh, we'll have to look up the rest of the work that they do. I'll look it up on my phone. That way I don't cause my audacity to go crazy again for whatever reason. So we'll see that. Um, but they did a really good job on this. And especially, um, from what I understand in the credits, huge shout-outs to... Uh, Toshiki Nishi, who was the background artist for the show.
1: Oh god, the background art.
0: Like, what do you like? It's so good. Yeah, what what do you think? What are your thoughts on the art style, the look, and the animation for the show?
1: It's so good.
0: (laughs) Anything more specific.
1: I It's so good. No. Um (laughs) It it really is really good, but Uh, I especially like how most of the time it's just beautiful and highly detailed. But sometimes in the more high action sequences, it gets a bit more like sketchy kind of. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like that. Makes me think of uh, Princess Mononoke.
0: Oh, interesting. I have yet to see Princess Mononoke. The only Ghibli films that I have seen, the only, actually no, the only film that I have seen is Spirited Away. Although I have a copy of Totoro that I have yet to watch. Uncultured swine. I mean, you're not fucking wrong. Like, <laughs> I'm doing an anime podcast, and I've seen one Ghibli I mean, film. I...
1: How many Ghibli films have I seen? Actually,
0: there's a lot. Like, there's a surprising. Yeah, there amount.
1: are a lot. I haven't seen most of them.
0: I mean, because there's a lot that haven't even been done by um, fucking
1: uh, Miyazaki. I haven't seen. Um... I actually haven't watched Totoro. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, maybe yeah, that'll be. I, some do that. for the I have
1: seen *Spirited Away* and *Princess Mononoke*.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm a big and fan of *Spirited one. Away*. It's a lot of fun.
1: What was the other one? *Howl's Moving Castle*. I saw that one.
0: That's one that I want to see.
1: That one's really good.
0: Sounds really cool. Um, just back to the production company real quick. Uh, Kinema <laughs> Citrus. Looking at their repertoire, at least on my anime list, there's not a whole lot that I necessarily rec- recognize. Uh, Black Bullet, Barakamon, um, Codebreaker, Yuyushiki, uh, Gachamon. Not a whole lot that I'm really familiar with. Under the Dog. I've heard of that one, but. Dot noth- Hack, Quantum. Nothing really standing out to me here um so i'd say made in abyss was a good catch for them because it definitely made me acutely aware of their work um but definitely huge shout outs to toshiki nishi the background artist because his backgrounds are beautiful they're fucking gorgeous they're so good i will say like they're 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 that level where it definitely feels like the artwork in this show has the quality of I would say at least a decent anime film. Like, it's not quite as polished as something like Spirited Away or a Studio Ghibli film, um, which has, like, ridiculous detail and really vibrant color work. But it definitely has a higher quality than most anime, I would say. It's really, really pretty. Yeah. And it's great. Um, Also, brief aside, meant to specify that this show, Made in Abyss... Uh, is based off an original webcomic or web manga by akihito uh, sukushi akihito sukushi Um, and it was published by takesobo in webcomic gamma so just for reference this is based on a manga of the same name um, which the manga itself will be having the first issue released in english in the states on january 23rd so if you're interested in reading oh, up the original
1: yes. story there you go
0: i think it's currently 1169 on amazon so that's your thing
1: go for it And for what i hear the manga's pretty good From
0: different shots of the manga that I have seen, Um, it is very well illustrated. It's very, very pretty. It
1: does look very good.
0: Um, I'll have to give it a look and then talk Uh, about it. I wish
1: I could read Japanese,
0: but... Yeah. Um, Not going to lie, I tried to find a fan translation of the first chapter, uh, and I was successful in finding a fan translation, but that translation was pretty bad, (laughs) so... Like, Duong level stuff? (laughs) Not quite Duong, but there was a lot of English in there, so all right and some of the sentence structure wasn't really there um but absolutely beautiful artwork and the animation uh you mentioned the monsters how they get that kind of sketchy style uh do you want to like elaborate on that anymore
1: uh so the monsters because this abyss is full of monsters Mm -hmm. because of course it is (laughs) um first off they're drawn very well yes they have great designs very cool uh, but also, yeah, when like the action starts to ramp up in some scenes, it gets like really sketchy and I really like it
2: because
1: mm-hmm. it kind of it kind of brings in this whole really tense feeling. I would see that.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think the the sketchier nature of the monsters during the fights, um, t- typically lots of people see the sketchy like line work as being more violent because it's like rougher edges and it's not as smooth and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Which definitely works to the favor because these are large beasts and they are meant to be intimidating and strong, uh, which works out very well. And yeah. I will say that for me personally, there is just a, a, an ever so slight disconnect um, just because it is admittedly a very drastic change in animation style um, compared to the rest of the show,
1: which it is a bit drastic yeah
0: which is, is totally fine because but, i think it achieves yeah. its desired effect I mean, it still looks good absolutely um,
1: obviously i like it very much
0: I, I think what i would say is that at those points when the creatures are attacking the artwork might once again this is completely subjective but in my eyes i would say that the artwork goes a little bit down but the animation steps way way up to support it Um, The creatures become less detailed, but they are way more fluent in what they're doing. Yeah. Um, But definitely really, really beautiful animation on this one. So, um, I will also say, I mentioned previously, but at the time of this recording, uh, Kinema Citrus mentioned that with the huge, like... What's the word I'm looking for? When you really, really like something, like when there's a lot of fans for something. When there's like a big like surge popularity what, what, what the fuck is that word um well anyway a lot of people liked it um and sure. because of that i believe they are going to be going for a season two they had a brief teaser trailer on youtube um it does feature a small spoiler yeah. so make sure you finish season one before watching it but it looks like they're going to continue this at some point in time which is very exciting because
1: which, which is nice because there's a lot of unanswered questions. Yes. Um,
0: the very first season here that we are watching, it definitely feels like a season one. There's a lot of progress that is made, but there's still a lot to be done.
1: Yeah, It definitely poses more questions than answers. <laughs> Absolutely. Um,
0: and know that's something that's really interesting about the whole abyss as a concept. Because it is this yeah, kilometer in diameter hole that just stretches on downward indefinitely.
1: Several kilometers deep. I'm not entirely sure how deep they are right now, but I think it was around 6 or 7 kilometers? Uh, let's
0: see here. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler, but... When they were... What was their final depth?
1: 6 or 7 kilometers when they were in that one area, but they went deeper than that now. Yeah, I think... So I don't know where they are now.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to find my notes real quick.
1: Because they were in... Hmm well they got through the fourth level
0: yeah i think that's where we ended off was layer four yeah uh i know reg mentions what the depth is but i'm trying to find it uh that's how that's the diameter again sorry folks just trying to find it in my notes here i don't I don't think I see it. I thought he mentioned it, but they are several thousand meters below the surface. It's quite a ways down. Um, oh, yeah. Although that brings up another really important point regarding the story and something that's really cool is that how exactly does the abyss work, Zach? What's the whole deal with that?
1: Uh, so if you're trying to go down into the abyss, it's a giant hole filled with terrifying monsters. Yes. If you're trying to go up into the abyss, it's a giant hole filled of terrifying monsters that is now trying to kill you because you're trying to leave it.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there's this thing called the Curse of the Abyss. hmm And it only affects people, uh, when they go up the abyss. Yes. And the deeper one delves down, the worse it gets. Yes
0: if you don't mind me saying so i have the list of the uh symptoms of the aforementioned curse of the abyss right here if i may list them off uh sure the curse of the abyss says that if you're in the first layer of the abyss which is just a few not a whole lot just like a thousand meters or something like that low um if you try to ascend from the first layer back to the surface you will more often than not experience dizziness nothing terrible but a little rough now if you head into the second layer of the abyss things get a little bit more serious a little bit rougher if you try to ascend from the second layer you start experiencing headaches nausea and numbness in addition to the previously mentioned dizziness layer four is where shit gets real if you try to ascend the abyss from layer four Then, in addition to the previously mentioned symptoms, you also start developing symptoms including intense pain and bleeding from every orifice of your body. And finally, if you go to layer 6 or below and try to ascend back to the surface, you will experience the previous symptoms as well as having the loss of your humanity and or death. It's a pretty big fucking deal. And it's pretty crazy.
1: It is
2: it's pretty bad.
0: And I will admit, um, once again trying to avoid spoilers here, but the Curse of the Abyss is one of my favorite parts. Like it's one of my favorite aspects of the show because it is it's not something that's really like glanced over very much. It's yeah. pretty much consistent for the whole thing. Um yeah. as far as I can recall. And
1: we we get to see it in action a few times. So like you can't forget it's there. It's really bad. <laughs> the abyss as a whole is terrible. Uh, so I looked, I looked up the deaths of the different levels, and apparently the fourth level is somewhere between 7 and 12 kilometers down. Oh, wait, kilometers? Holy shit. It's between 7 and 12 kilometers that's, uh, down
0: i didn't realize how massive that is because that means that like the fourth level is five kilometers deep which is almost yeah. the entire i mean the like rest of the place
1: i mean the uh... well the third kilometer is just not the third kilometer if i remember correctly the third level is just four kilometers of sheer cliff
0: right yeah i think maybe we should hold off on that until we get back to the story stuff
1: Oh, yeah. We can we can talk about the levels later,
0: right? Um, but it's definitely one of my favorite aspects of the show, and we will get back to that.
1: Yeah, I also really like how they um they lay that out at the beginning,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, which I like because then you can like anticipate the different levels coming up. Yes.
0: Um. Yeah. Just to clarify, like the we're not spoiling anything because pretty much everything that we have yeah. mentioned so far um was is brought as- up it's established. In like the
1: first few episodes yes yeah. um
0: which is all part of the We've... world building which is really really interesting
2: yeah
1: like i don't know like the whole time i was watching it i couldn't wait for them to get to level four <laughs> i really wanted to see it
0: level four is really cool um not gonna lie so cool i think it's so pretty do you have like a favorite out of the environments that we see in season one do you have a favorite environment
2: Oh, that's tough.
1: <laughs> I mean, probably the fourth level. It's so cool. The fourth level is a really good choice. Um,
0: just having the giant caps with the water flowing out of them is really, really pretty. Yeah.
1: Oh, the second level is really cool too,
0: though. I, I would agree. The earlier, yeah. the earlier ones are really nice, but they're mostly like kind of yeah. green meadows and very picturesque. Oh
1: yeah. Honestly, it gives me the first. The first level was just beautiful. The first couple
0: actually kind of give me a feel. Uh, kind of like Shadow of the Colossus, how it's like big open plains with like ruins scattered yeah. about. It's
1: very, very where nice. You're coming from. It's mm. very nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Occasional monster, it's fine.
0: Um, but off the topic of that, uh, one of the other big important aspects of this show is something that um was very interesting was the music selection uh the music for this was actually not done by a japanese artist but rather i believe this look this up for me um but the artist's name is kevin penkin uh, and actually i'll look it up real quick i think he is from new zealand but let me double check that just to be sure um but he did the music for this production and holy shit he hits it out of the park in my opinion
1: uh, he's from australia
0: yeah, so he is from Perth. He's from, yeah, he's young too. He's twenty five. Holy shit! Way to go, man.
1: That's as not, that's not that old. <laughs> yeah. You're doing good, Kevin. Very good. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna follow him on Twitter.
0: Hey, there you go. Tell him that we like his stuff because I think that the music in this was honestly I don't remember the music a whole lot in most cases because it, I think it's primarily. Primarily ambient.
1: Yeah, for the most part, it's pretty ambient, which fits really well. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, But I will say that the occasional tracks that feature very minute vocals um, and everything like that are really, really pretty. And they do a really good job of setting the emotional tone for certain scenes.
1: Oh, he's doing an AMA on R-Anime on January 27th. Sorry, I saw it on his Twitter.
0: And I think that's really cool. Yeah.
1: But yeah, the music—the music's pretty good. It is mostly ambient stuff, but it does work really well. Mm-hmm. I think
0: it works mostly because of the fact that, like, the music... It, it needs to be primarily ambient because if there was a lot of music, it would be more distracting. Because I think it's definitely yeah. the visuals that are supposed to captivate you in this series.
1: Yeah. Um, because but... the series... Has great visuals. It really does. Like, that's probably one of its strongest
0: points. The The actual visuals of the show combined with, I think, the actual premise are probably the strongest parts. Uh, we'll go into, like, some of the yeah. characters later, but I think that those are really good. Um,
1: some good shit.
0: Hell yeah. And let's see here. Speaking of music, how about that opening?
1: That's a pretty good opening. <laughs> i believe it's really good i love the animation
0: Mm -hmm. let's see here i wish
1: i knew what the star compass was
0: (laughs) that's we'll get into that as well um but i will say that the opening name i have it written down i had the fucking op thing give me just a quick second i'm pretty sure it's called deep in abyss um but i think my favorite part of it oh yeah there it is one of my favorite parts about the op is that it is sung by our main characters and you know that's nothing especially new in anime um yeah there are lots of shows that do that but it's it's really nice it's always a good touch to have the actual characters in the show sing the song yeah i'm gonna have to look up the name of the ed i think the opening is actually one of my favorite parts not my favorite parts but i i enjoy the opening enough to where i did not skip it uh when i watched it um i will say that the ed um as much as that as fun as the ed is I did tend to skip it.
1: Oh, I remember what the ED is now.
0: Yeah, let me look up the actual name of (laughs) it. I
1: had to think about that one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, that's the thing. It's good, but I don't think it's quite as strong as the OP.
1: Some EDs are really good, but most EDs I don't pay too much attention to.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, The ending theme is Tabi no Shit no migite um i don't speak japanese as you can tell um but you can look that up if you're a, if you're wondering
2: yeah
0: definitely a little bit more bubblier uh, than what you would expect for the show but oh yeah i think it's a good contrast for what they're going for
2: yeah
1: did i mention the is like really sweet and nothing bad happens
0: nothing bad happens it's a great little journey from start to finish um yeah. it's it's lovely but <laughs> with that being said um back to the op deep in abyss i really like the instrumentation on that i like the singing um the voice actresses uh for our two leads for rico we have miu tomita and for Reg we have maria ise and holy shit those two hit it out of the park and i would specifically I like to point out Maria Issei's performance. She does a fantastic job as Reg. Very good. Um, I'll talk about it more in the spoiler section. Right. Oh, sorry.
1: Go on. Sorry, I was stretching. Um, what was I going to say? I don't know. You tell me. The voice acting in the show is really good.
0: hmm um, and I'll go into it more when we are in the spoiler section because I want to highlight um, part of episode ten, which you know what that is. But yeah. that's one of the ones that I really want to point out. Her performance there was very good. And admittedly, when it comes to anime and a lot of things in general, I personally do not tend to notice vocal performances. I don't really. I mean, unless it's really bad or something. But for the most part, I'm just kind of like, yep, that's that's the character, and I'm just like, okay. Um, but in this case, I this character, I made special note of it.
1: That's some good voice acting right there. Oh, yes. Mm. I'll tell you what. Some good voice acting. Absolutely. Uh, let's see here.
0: So, yeah. Hmm. Sorry, I got it on. We are recording this very late at night. Uh, actually, no, very early in the morning, I should say. Um, because that's how yeah. late at night it is but De- you know technically
2: speaking <laughs>
0: <laughs> but i'd say it's working out pretty well um but yeah. yeah good voice acting all around so let's see here we've discussed the music the animation and the vas for this one so i think we can probably just go ahead and get right into the actual show then yeah so we already discussed kind of like the main setup and how um rico and reg are looking for rico's mother um Liza the Annihilator, which is a fucking kick ass name, um, at the bottom of the abyss. Yep. And because they she sent a note with her drawings that depicts Reg, Reg decides to go along with Rico because um he is they,
1: they think he's at the bottom.
0: Right. The, he wants to find out what or his they deal think is. he's
1: from the bottom. I should have <laughs> heard
2: <of> that better. <laughs>
0: um because reg has amnesia when we first meet him uh because yeah. the very start of the series is him saving rico um as well as one of the other young um cave raiders named That's nat sense.
2: yeah
0: uh damn it nat <laughs> uh saving the two of them from a crimson split jaw which is this horrifying monstrous beast um but after he saves Rico, and we finally get to talk to him, he seems to have amnesia. So he's going to the bottom with Rico to find out what his deal is. I blame Rico. <laughs> Fucking. It's her fault. God damn it, Rico. Why you gotta get yourself into danger? It's all her fault.
1: She, to, to, wiped, she
0: wiped his memory. To be fair, you know, let's talk Let's talk about the main characters real quick. Because, like, first of all, they're a great yeah. duo. Um, I really like having the two of them together.
1: They are. Also, she electrocuted him.
0: Yes, she did. Um,
1: <laughs> which is what, which is why I have the theory that it's all her fault that he has no memory. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. I think that might have something to do with it.
0: I think. I think you're right because I think the way that that scene played out made it, th- like, there wasn't necessarily an indication. It that- definitely
1: looked like he was waking up for the, like the first time. Yes, kind of.
0: And they specifically mentioned that they kicked the voltage up way too fucking high. Uh, when yeah. they zapped him, so I would not be surprised if that was the case.
1: Like he wasn't even entirely sure what he was. Mm-hmm. He didn't know he was a robot. He didn't yeah. know that he had extending we... arms, which is awesome. Yeah, he didn't know he had extending arms. There was a full scene of him just kind of like touching his body and stuff, mm-hmm. and just I... like feeling his skin because his skin isn't skin. Yeah, it's, it's like robot weird skin, rubbery thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, "What? What am I?"
0: And I love how nonchalant Ray is about that because, like, they tell him, "Like, oh yeah, you're a robot," and it's like, "Check this shit out. Your arms can extend," and he's just like, "Oh, yeah, I guess I just I, like, guess oh, I am." Okay.
1: And he he does learn very fast. He does. Like when he has to hide and, whoop, they're just right into, up into the rafters. ceiling. Yeah. Um, but the two of them really come. He's with... like, how do you even know how to do that? Fuck you. That's how. And then he's just like, "Oh yeah, I guess I could do this then."
0: <laughs> hey, that's that's crazy! Holy shit! Um, yeah. But they definitely complement each other really well because Reg is, for the most part, Reg is. <sighs> the other characters seem to describe him as being more timid and frightened when he's alone, um.
1: Which, I don't, I don't, yeah. like, do you, do you uh, agree? He he's kind of shy guy. Yeah. But, um... Powerful guy. I, I think that that probably is the point. He though. definitely...
0: Like, when he... Uh,
1: he sh- <laughs> Keep interrupting each other. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I was about to say, like, yeah, he's, he's pretty shy. Uh, he definitely is someone willing to step up to the plate, though. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty neat.
0: Yeah, he's definitely he he works best you know, with like other if, people.
1: Yeah, especially Rico, because she's the one who actually knows about the abyss.
0: Right, and that's definitely Rico's strongest suit is that she has yeah. the background that and the she knowledge. has
1: like this encyclopedic knowledge of the abyss.
0: Mm-hmm. She knows how to make food. She knows about the different monsters, and she knows about all the layers
1: as well. Um, Speaking of nonchalantness, she is. Really nonchalant. She takes things. She takes
0: things absurdly well, I would say. Yeah. Like, she'll. Absurdly well. She'll see a monster that is about to fucking merc them, but she'll still be kind of excited because, like, holy shit, she's seeing this thing in person
1: for real. So it's really cool.
0: And it's like, that's understandable, but. They
1: see a corpse reaver. It's like, oh, that's a corpse reaver. They're so cool. It's like. What the fuck's wrong with you rego they they fucking eat dudes and then mimic
0: their cries for help to lure and prey like us
1: yeah. nothing bad happens in this <laughs> anime we swear uh,
0: you know we should actually address that because i know that we keep joking about it um the- bad
1: stuff happens in this anime <laughs>
0: yes it does but more specifically the interesting thing is that Our main characters are very nice kids. Like, they're really, really cool and very good, like, morally sound characters. The problem is... Did we mention their kids? We did not. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Rico's 12. That's right. Holy shit. Wow, I forgot how, like...
1: Wanna watch an anime where a 12-year-old and a robot journey into a very deep hole and almost die a number of times?
0: Because the thing is, as nice as our main characters are, the world is...
1: Very apathetic.
0: It is completely apathetic. Fuck yeah. you if your children. There's like... These things will eat you.
1: <laughs> yeah. If it's you're... like, you see these things, and they're just like, hey, look, a tasty snack. And then it's like, oh, no, we got to run away from this monster. Oh, no, weird rabbit things. Get the fuck out of my way. And they're like, fuck you.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: It's like, oh, what's... what?" The spot's cozy. What you Why are you trying to push us, man?
0: <laughs> what's the deal with this creature? Oh, don't worry about him. He just has poisonous spines that can pierce steel and will fucking kill you in seconds or minutes or whatever the fuck. It's like, yeah. What a great place to be exploring. (laughs) Favorite monster, by the way? It's a good one. Uh, I won't go into it too much because it comes in later, but that's a good one. Um, We should talk about, yeah, some of the monster designs.
1: We should talk about some of the monsters because some of them are straight up Lovecraftian. I think the corpse weeper fucking terrifies me. Oh, yeah. Because that's... That thing is scary. Yes. What about you? I don't know. And also, it has, like, that weird third eye. Yeah, like... And those weird, long tongues.
0: The tongue is, like, an anteater esque <laughs> or something.
1: Yeah. I don't know, what's the deal it's like, with that. what eye. is it even doing with that tongue? How does it do what it does? How does it... Yeah, how does it mimic voices? It's so fucking weird. Does it, like... Does it use the tongue to use the vocal cords or something? I will say that, um
0: one of the advantages of getting the manga um
1: what am i even talking about
0: i, I don't know using your tongue to stimulate your vocal cords but
1: <laughs> i not i don't know what i meant by that
0: anyway um might have to go grab the manga because apparently in between chapters there's a lot of supplement supplementary material um that discusses yeah. like the creatures and how they work and stuff so i bet there's Yeah i heard that there.
1: and that's really cool Absolutely and i wonder if it talks about that weird third eye
0: That would be worthwhile, because I still don't know what the fuck it is.
1: Because the corpse reaver is terrifying. (laughs) Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: You also got that weird spider thing that I already forget what it's called, because we see it once and...
0: Yes, I have the name of it written down. Give me just a quick second. That should Ah. be an episode. We see
1: it once for like five seconds. It's very early. I'm exaggerating, but we really didn't spend that much time looking at that guy. Let's
0: see here, where is it? Uh,
1: which sucks, because I really liked his design. It looked really cool, but I can't remember what it's called.
0: Uh, apparently, according to my notes anyway, I think it's called a silk fang.
1: Yeah, that thing.
0: Yeah, and it's cool. Um, yeah. Pretty terrifying in design, but we don't get to see it a whole lot in action, so not sure how some, deadly it is.
1: Some of the monsters or basically just giant bugs.
0: Yeah, that's true. Some of the designs are really neat and inspired and new, but some of them are just monsters.
1: Yeah, and some of them are yeah, some of them are just bugs. Yep. Cuz bugs are terrifying. Weird, or weird blobs. Uh, weird blobs. I remember that one blob from level 3 from the third level. Uh, yes. I don't remember what it's called, but it it smelled good. Oh right, right that thing. Yeah, yeah
0: that thing it makes me think of a Venusaur, honestly, or like something kind of like that,
1: yeah. like a pitcher plant or something.
0: Yeah, let me see if I can find the name of it because I know I have it on here as well because that's when they're going down the vertical shaft.
1: Can I pull up a list of the creatures?
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and look up the uh, the bestiary.
1: I'm gonna try and try and find that.
0: Let's see here. That thing is called a no not that that's a different one the Amakagame I think Amakagame but yeah um, very neat monster and the nice thing is that like I said it's mentioned somewhat in the show but it's definitely in the supplementary material that all the monsters have reasons for being the way they are and they have like ways of hunting and catching prey and their appearances and all that stuff it's very cool very neat yeah
1: they're very cool
0: Mm -hmm. Um, it's also worth noting that our adventure starts actually in the town of orth which is the village that kind of surrounds this entire abyss because one thing that we forgot to mention was that the reason that people even go down into the abyss in the first place is because there are a bunch of rare ancient relics down there
1: yeah and I don't know, most of these relics seem pretty useless. Mm -hmm. Some of them are really fucking cool and basically magic. Yes.
0: (laughs) It's kind of astonishing the difference.
1: (laughs) Yeah, some of them are pretty looking eggs. Yep, just big squishy eggs. Some of them are giant white cubes Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that, that do magic stuff.
0: Some of them are things that stop time. Yeah, some of them stop time. Yeah. So there's a legit reason for why people are going down into this whole infinite darkness. One,
1: at least one of them has infinitely exploding gunpowder?
0: Yeah, infinite gunpowder. Yeah. It's basically a hack for a video game.
1: Poor all. Oh. Yeah, well, motherfucker had it coming. Um, Thank <laughs> <yeah>. you. <laughs> so can we talk about how he came back with that giant wound? And it just looked like red crystals were growing out the side of its head.
0: It was kind of strange when it came when it had that. Um, it was like, what is that? It's just a weird. It's like, is
1: that how? Is this... like, is that how it scabs or something?
0: It was weird. Also, um,
1: it survived.
0: Yeah, seriously. Like the fact that it even lived after that is kind of ridiculous because in episode one of the show, um, Riggs' introduction is shooting a gigantic laser at that motherfucker. So
1: yeah. Pretty crazy because uh, it wants it wants to eat Nat and then Rico's like no and then it wants to eat Rico <laughs> and then Reg saves her.
0: Something interesting to note about Rico is that she doesn't necessarily plan ahead the best.
1: Cause... She doesn't. She's just like, oh man, I gotta save Nat. Let me blow this whistle.
0: So hey, try to and eat me. The... <laughs> and then it's like, oh, okay. the It's
1: creatures... like, oh, okay, I can do that. And she had to run away.
0: <laughs> My plan did not extend beyond getting away.
1: Yeah. Also the thing is basically just a giant flying snake.
0: Um but other than let's see here
1: or like a giant alligator, alligator without alligator legs that can fly. I don't know. It's terrifying. Not not quite as creepy as the corpse reefer, but still terrifying. <laughs> so scary.
2: <laughs> um
0: but anyway, So we have the town of Orth, which surrounds the abyss, Um, and our main characters live in Belchero Orphanage. I
1: wonder how many people accidentally fall into the abyss.
0: I don't know. Like, when you see some of the construction, there are just, like, piers that lead out into the middle of it.
1: Oh, look. Stepping stones over a stream right next to a waterfall into the abyss. Whoops. Don't
0: uh, drop little Timmy in there. (laughs) Bye. He's gone
1: oh, yeah. well, good
0: goodbye um but yeah, so we start off in Belchero Orphanage, which apparently uh the headmaster that we see in episode one um apparently her name is Belchero, so that's her orphanage, apparently,
1: yeah, that makes sense um it's a fucking weird place vertical desk what if you haven't seen the anime yet, um one of the classrooms has a wall with all the desks are on the wall instead of like in the classroom. Which I guess makes sense. They need the space. Yeah. But, like, I don't
0: really get what's up with that. It's such a bizarre design. It's so weird. Yeah, so it's like what's what's the whole deal really with weird. like the design of that? I don't know.
1: I think they're How do they I think they're trying there? to save like lateral space, but or horizontal space, maybe? Uh yeah, yeah but it looks it's really dangerous da- it looks needlessly dangerous it really does and also i would not like to be the teacher constantly having to crane my ne- neck back to look at people <laughs> 20 feet above me
0: all the way on the top row you up there i know you stole that relic and that's something you know i you still like that to relic? mention Joker. i like to mention that the way <laughs> the way that the manga starts and one of the things that rico talks about a lot is her star compass yeah it
1: gets lost in episode 3 i think
0: yep is it even episode 3 or is it episode 2
1: i, I think it was episode 3 I, th-
0: I think it's episode 3 i think it is i don't
1: know and j- like they make such a they big make a deal, huge out, of deal it. out of it and judging from <laughs> the op it's super important but like who knows mm-hmm.
0: It literally disappears in episode 3, and I don't think we see it again for the rest of the season.
1: Drops it into the stream.
0: And it's like, it's not like they're even running away from anything. She's just like looking at it, and she's like, oh, look at that, it always points downward, that's so cool. And she just starts shaking it, and (laughs) then loses her grip, and throws it in the fucking stream.
1: Oops! It's amazing. Guess that thing that we hyped up is just gone.
0: (laughs) Fucking Whoops we
1: tried
0: we didn't try very hard but we did try yeah um and speaking of the belchero orphanage we also have um the leader that works there and he is a i believe he's a moon whistle which did we discuss what the different tiers
1: of whistles are Uh, we discussed the red whistle and the white whistle but we didn't talk about the others (laughs)
2: right because
1: you got the red whistle the blue whistle the moon whistle the black whistle and the white whistle and i don't know why the moon whistle isn't called the purple whistle i don't know it
0: kind of fucking annoys me yeah it's like
1: color color celestial object color color (laughs) like
0: i even wrote down when i first saw him like oh yeah he's a purple whistle and then they come up later and they're like oh yes that's the moon whistle it's like like, fuck you
1: fuck off just call it the purple (laughs) whistle you would probably save time not having to put moon designs on them so uh, your it's shit so makes dumb. sense i
0: wonder if there's a reason for that in the manga or anything but uh, maybe i don't know um, but i believe it's like the red whistles are like the apprentices they're the ones that are in training and then blue whistles can go down they're considered proficient i don't know how far they can go down at least layer 3 not sure if they can go further than that. I'm not sure. And then you have the moon whistles, yeah. which are considered instructors. Um, they, not sure how far down they can go.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, from the look of it, black whistles can go down to four, I guess.
0: Yeah, they can go down to four. They might be able to go down to yeah. five. I have it written here somewhere. But I, I, think I will say, folks.
1: I'm, well, I think they're. That's spoiler territory, but. Right, right. Uh,
0: um, I have more notes for this show than any other show we've done. Cause
1: there's, there's so much information.
0: There's a lot. There's a fucking there's lot. Like so
1: much information.
0: Um, but yeah, and then the white whistles can go pretty much as far as they want. I can't remember what the lowest layer that's been explored is. I want to say it's either five or six. I think it's five. Mm. But basically, the white whistles are badasses that can go as far as they want. Yeah,
1: they do whatever. Yeah, they could just do the whatever. Cool kids. <laughs> so we
0: have Leader. Um, and I'm trying to remember, I have his name written down here. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Because uh, they don't mention his actual name until way later. Which is weird because it's, like, it's not a big reveal or anything. Yeah. Where is it? I
1: don't know. I think they mention his name at some point when they're listing oh, off. it's
0: a... Uh, jiro or uh, like jiro or whatever
1: why am i missing a letter i'm looking at my notes and i have his name written down but i'm missing the r for like no reason
0: <laughs> but yeah he's pretty neat he's the one that kind of like is in charge of Rico and Ray yeah. and teaching them he's capable yeah reading. and
1: he's cool yeah he's all
0: right he's got some tricks uh... up his sleeve I'd say he's tough but fair. I'm coming after
1: um, you. It's understandable why he's like so tough on them. <laughs> oh, I love that part. Very uh, good, though. Julio. Gi-
0: Gi- yes. So yeah, whatever leader. his name is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's a cool he, guy. He is cool. Yeah, just like I said, very tough but fair, um, which is understandable. So very cool. And, yeah, so there's a couple other kids at the orphanage, too. Uh, There's Shiggy, who is, like, the really smart kid that, like, knows everything that there is to know about the Abyss. Um, Probably not as much as Rico, I'd say, but definitely on par. Yeah, pretty much. And then there's, like, the little kid in the group um, who is Kiwi, I believe. And he's just, like, a kid.
1: Yeah, he's just a kid. You get sick at some point. There's this little side plot that didn't go anywhere.
2: Well, it
1: it seemed to suggest some weird stuff was going on.
0: I'm hoping it gets elaborated on later. I I hope
1: so, because I'm really interested. Uh, Then again, there are a lot of plot threads that don't really go anywhere. That's true. Like the Star Compass. Right. Um... God, I hope that just shows up somehow. (laughs) I want that to lead to something.
0: I, yeah, I hope that actually has some significance as well. Um, I will say here that since we are approaching about an hour into this, we might move into the spoiler territory. Um, but before we do that, real quick. So pretty much the first few episodes is really just getting introduced to Rico, Reg, and the rest of the world and all that stuff. And then descending down into the abyss for the first few layers. Yeah. Because then we go to, I believe it's layer i believe it's the bottom of layer 2 which is the inverted forest correct uh yeah and who the do we weird, meet there
1: the weird cool cool forest with waterfalls that flow upwards we meet mm-hmm. ozen
0: yes we meet ozen the annihilator or the immovable she has like two different names
1: what's her name the immovable sovereign yeah ozen the immovable because and her. she's she doesn't move <laughs> she's paralyzed
0: completely just that's not, fucking true. <laughs> not not a goddamn thing um and we also meet her apprentice uh mar-uk, or yeah. maruk if you're reading the wiki
1: for reason, i am bad at japanese names
0: <laughs> but they're pretty interesting because what's like what's ozen's deal for example she's creepy She's fucking. I think she's actually insane. Like, not gonna lie, I think she's she kind of. She is nuts.
1: definitely a sadist. Oh hell yes. Yeah, very much so.
0: She's I got some stuff,
1: you know, and I don't. I don't just mean that in a sexual way. I mean that in sort of just an <laughs> everyday life kind of way. She likes to see people suffer.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And by the way, at like point, out, I I really like her design. Um, I mean, probably in a sexual way, too,
1: but there's, like, no one else down there, so. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Oh, why'd you have to bring that up? Why'd you gotta do that?
1: Her design is really cool.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, back to that. Um, I like her eyes. It's interesting, she's this, the only character with, like, she's... just straight-up black yeah. eyes, and she has none of the, um, what do you call it, the white part of your eye? Um, it's not animated in this. I forget what it's called.
1: It starts with an s, but yeah, I forget. Well, uh, yeah. she doesn't have a white part. Her eyes are like You know those stereotypical moe characters when they have like or like chibi characters? Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: What am I thinking of? Or even like old like classic cartoons. What? Yeah, she her eyes are like that. They're yeah. just black. They're all just entirely black. And she like she has these little lines Two which I guess is supposed to be of supreme darkness. <laughs> Her eyes are the true abyss. What if the real abyss was the friends we made along the way? Mmm. How does that work? I don't know. Also, I said that Ozen's eyes are the real abyss. It's true. It's very fucking true. Yeah. Because everyone else has, like, normal eyes. And she doesn't. They're just black. So she apparently keeps her hair up in Mm -hmm. a certain style just to hide the, um... The scars on her face. Scars. Yeah, to hide the scars.
0: I will say, I, I she looks really similar to Belchero in terms of, like, her hair design and coloration. I wonder if there's, like, a thing there. Hmm,
1: maybe. Be weird. Um, Wiki, tell me information. <laughs> yes. I don't know if the Wiki would have that information. But I will say that at that point in the
0: story, um, we meet Ozen. Uh, we also meet Marok. And from then on, there's some interesting elaboration as to more backstory for rico and why and some stuff about her as to why the way she's the way she is like why she really likes to uh investigate the abyss and all that stuff and that kind of acts as a a good midpoint for the season at that spot yeah so with that being said we've rambled on and on a lot of oh, shit um, <laughs>
1: I was What's reading that? the wiki and I got spoilers.
0: Oh shit, don't tell me then.
1: Fucking stay away from that. God damn it, I just want to know about material. Belch Belchero. Or whatever it is. Um, burp, burp woman. Burp woman, yes. Burpy. I'm going to stop reading the wiki before I get spoiled again. Can't wait for that to show up in the anime.
0: Aw oh, man, now I'm really interested. Um but i think at this point we'll go ahead and move into the spoiler section i, I
1: mean it mentioned a character that i have no idea who they are mm-hmm. and then something really cool happening i'm like wow i wish i knew who that character was <laughs> well now then you know, maybe this you would have more them. weight yeah
0: yeah um so zach before we move into the spoiler section do you want to wrap up your thoughts on made in abyss and whether or not you would recommend it and who you would recommend
1: it to I'd recommend it to people who are okay seeing 12-year-olds in great pain. Very true. Uh, if you are not okay with that, go watch something else. <laughs> like, I don't know, watch Kon or something. There you go. That is young girls that aren't in pain. They just play music man something sounds really bad about the way you say that young girls who aren't in pain
0: yeah it's like like if i heard that out of context i'd be like what the fuck is
2: what the you, fuck?" you know
1: now they think about it out of context that does sound terrible yeah although i yeah. will have to say
0: um pretty much echoing that like this is a very fun adventure series um very very cool beautiful to look at um yeah. <laughs> if you're a fan of that adventure stuff that's great there is some dire shit that happens there is some really messed up stuff, so if that's not your cup of tea, just be well aware of that. And they, uh,
1: there are a few jokes about Reg's penis. Yeah, hold on. Okay, yeah,
0: before we move on, so, let's
1: um, address I feel this. like we should bring that up at yeah. some point, because, you know, I don't know about you, but that made me feel really weird. There's a lot of weird stuff about this. Yeah. Um, I'll, admit is... the first, I'll admit, the first time, it was kind of funny. When Red right. looked into his pants and he was like, What do I need this for? <laughs> you know, that was a little funny. Yeah. You know, and I chuckled a little when Rico just nonchalantly started talking about his dick. Yeah. But then it got weird later on. So that's when the thing. When they kept bringing it up every now and then.
0: Yeah. Um, May in the Abyss has this very bizarre thing where there is an odd amount of like sexualization. Um, of these characters but, like,
1: like i hear it's a lot worse than the manga that's what i, heard I too. haven't read the manga because it's in japanese <laughs> we'll have to see about that
0: but it's interesting because watching it a second time gets me a little bit more context for this because every time when something like that happens um where there is this kind of weird sexualization of these younger characters to be fair the situation's that they are put in are typically justified.
1: But, uh... yeah. I mean, usually, yeah, like, I don't know, like, if you found a robot, you would totally inspect that shit, right?
2: Oh, shit!
1: Hey, everyone, welcome back.
0: Um, Sorry if you heard a little bit of the, like, a cut there in the recording. Uh, Admittedly, this is actually what is this two days after the first time we tried to record this
1: oh uh, yeah yeah um la- you're having some issues yeah
0: last time once again uh for the same reason that the boku no hero podcast got canceled uh i don't know what it was on my computer but it started acting up again and for some reason discord and audacity were not playing nice together but now i have since updated audacity and we did a test yesterday and it seems to be working very well, and I haven't had any problems with it when we used it yesterday. Fingers crossed that it works out well today. So, we're going to continue with our discussion of Maiden in Abyss. Uh, we're going to finish off the topic we were talking about yesterday, uh, which was the sexualization of some of the characters. And then we're going to move on into the spoiler section, so be ready for that. Um, so, anyway, what were we discussing about in regards to that yesterday, Zach?
1: Um... I forget exactly where we left off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was mostly just the sexualization of these young characters.
0: Right. Um, and we can just kind of like redo that conversation because I'll just cut it or something. Yeah. Um But yeah, in general We're... because I think the thing that, the point that I was trying to make before was that on a rewatch, and I'll discuss this a little bit more, the situations that the characters find themselves in where they are given a more sexualized nature, um, to be fair, the context behind them. Is reasonable like whenever we see the characters like well we don't actually see any nudity or anything like that um yeah
1: there there is no child nudity right thank god oh my god want to make that clear yes that that's not a thing that happens it doesn't go that far right thank god
0: um but in some of the situations where the characters are unclothed or what have you um the situations themselves (laughs) do make sense
1: usually that does make sense like nanachi taking off Rico's clothing because she's covered in her own blood
0: right um don't want to go too far into that because we're technically not in the spoiler section um, oh, right, i forgot don't worry don't worry they don't <laughs> for those of you listening you don't know the context unless you've already watched the show in which case you know the context perfectly um it's fine it's fine the
1: stuff that happens to Rico happens before you even know who nanachi is <laughs>
0: exactly so it's totally fine um but there's also another scene earlier after reg shoots his incinerator um which is a weapon that he has we didn't talk about it but you can watch the show uh anyway um and he's checking Rico to make sure that she's not hurt or anything so he like takes off her shirt or whatever because she's like not breathing very much or what have you um so she's shirtless at one point and it's like that makes sense like the reasoning behind these situations makes sense for the most part yeah but something about the way it's presented feels creepy.
1: they also bathe together at some point?
0: Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah, that we'll talk about that later. Um, but in general, it, it's very strange. I didn't mind it as much yeah. as the, on the second watch, but I wonder if that's just because I was aware that it was happening. Because um, I remember definitely the first time that I watched the series, those scenes caught me very much off guard, and it was a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Maybe it's just the fact that these characters are so young, so it's, like, that is, I think, the appropriate reaction to be, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. Um,
1: Definitely the appropriate reaction for that kind of... Right, even little.
0: even despite the scenario making sense. But yeah. something... And I haven't checked the manga, so if I ever do that um, when it comes out, we'll find out just
1: how bad that is. Um, yeah, because... I have heard it's worse in the manga. Mm-hmm, same. But, you know, it's in Japanese, and I can't read it.
0: That's true. Um, So we'll see if that's really as bad as people make it out to be.
1: Maybe I should just learn Japanese.
0: I should do that, too. Honestly, that would make it easier to pronounce some of these titles that we have, so...
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: But yeah, just in general. Uh, if you do play
1: Maybe then I'd be able to say Maruluk.
0: Maruluk. Just call him Maruk. Just call him Maruk. That's what I do. Maruluk. That's okay. That works. I was looking, actually I was looking at the character names on myanime.list.net, and there are some like differences. I don't know I don't know if that's just like translating the Japanese and like phonetically that's what you get, as opposed to what the translators decided on, but it's definitely interesting to see the difference. I
1: don't know. I have seen Maruluk Listed as Maruruku.
0: Right. Same here. I think there's a few more differences like that as well. I think um one that's a little bit interesting is that leader uh Jiruo, uh which I believe his yeah. name is spelled J I R U O in the uh Amazon translation. Um on my anime list at least, it's just Jiro of G I R O. So not much difference in terms of how it sounds there, but difference in spelling which I found interesting. Huh. Um. neat Yeah. but I think with that it's about t- that time since we spent about an hour on it yesterday give or take uh, I think it's about time we move into the spoiler section would you agree uh yeah is there any last minute things you want to get out of the way that's non-spoilery I think we talked about the artwork the music the characters and all that stuff
1: uh the anime is good
2: mm-hmm.
1: it can be very brutal
0: that's true Um, definitely I would say if you are a fan it can of be very brutal <laughs> <laughs> If you're a fan of adventure anime um, and you like that stuff that is, like, really pretty and has a really well-developed world, um, I do recommend this to you tentatively um, because if you are not comfortable with some of the more brutal moments that come out later, like, if you are uncomfortable, like, strongly uncomfortable with some of the stuff before you get to episode 10, this might not be for you. Yeah. Because it'll only get worse. Yeah. <laughs> so please be aware of that. Uh, but in general, I think that's both a thumbs up from us. Definitely good on Made in
1: Abyss. Yeah, it's a good anime. It just has a few issues. Right.
0: And we can get into that a little bit more right now because we're going into the spoiler section. So if you are not interested in listening to spoilers for the show, go watch it or go to the timestamps in the description below to skip this and move on to the other subjects that we're going to talk about. But we're into the spoilers now. So. So these issues.
1: Yes. Um, Like the sexualization of children.
0: Yeah. So... God, I think I think the one that really kinda like <laughs> admittedly put me like I don't know, like I was uncomfortable many points before this, but I think the one that really made me just like kind of sigh and go, <sighs> really, was the very one at the end where they're bathing together. And <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking
2: uh Ray Ray,
0: Ray, sweetie, please, please. Oh, I realized that it was meant to be At... a
1: joke, but... At least we know it works. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh. weird. He's a robot. Why does he need that?
0: I can't believe they make such a big deal out of it, too. They have, like, three different they're times. Bring it up, like,
1: they bring it up so much.
0: And they're like, oh, yeah. He's... It's like,
1: you know, the first joke, that's acceptable. Sure, sure. Because it's just a joke. Uh, and I chuckled a little. hmm but then they kept bringing it up. It was like, okay, we don't we don't need to keep talking about it.
0: Oh man. I mean, uh, we know it
1: exists, but come on.
0: Right. I mean, Habo Habo when he grabs him like <laughs> I mean, and what the fuck's up with Habo? Like why would he do this? He immediately grabs this child and then pulls his pants open and like, "Oh, look at that. You got the real thing." And Reg, I appreciate at least that every time Ray is like, "What the fuck you people?" please stop yeah he's
1: always freaking out <laughs> it's like Rico's saying there's like yeah his penis is just like a normal piece of right he's like wait what the fuck
0: oh it's amazing i guess in that respect it is kind of funny but still like can we calm it down can we can we bring it back
1: um, and why?
0: <laughs> and man hobo's
1: cool like it's a yeah, shame he's cool it's a shame that was a sh- oh go on we only got to see him like twice yeah um okay it
0: is a shame that with the way the story is is structured with how bad the curse of the abyss is that it feels like a lot of these characters we will not get to see much more of um unless for whatever reason they decide to go further down into the abyss to follow after the children like we aren't going to see anything else of jiro interacting with them i imagine
2: yeah
1: and I, I guess have... we might be able to see Hobo if he gets down there really quickly. Yeah, I could see it's... some of the... He's a black whistle.
0: Yeah, I could see Hobo coming but back. I could I... see um, Ozen coming back as well. Um, but not like any of the kids or anything.
1: Yeah, I mean... It's those random cutaways. Like when it's like, oh no, Q, you're sick. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I hope they expand on that, because that's kind of interesting.
0: It it is. Like, the whole fact that they... Actually, that's a good point. In terms of the world building, the fact that they describe that there is an entire world outside of this island, and the Abyss is a weird anomaly that, like, no one else knows about, is pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. And, like, you know, in other countries, people know about the Abyss, I guess, but... Mm -hmm. I guess it's really only in Orth that people really know about the Abyss. Right, and... Because, like, they sell the artifacts and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, But also, Nanachi had her book.
2: Oh! I I also like how
1: Nanachi could read glyph language. Yeah. Because apparently that was the only book she had.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let me look that up real quick, because that's a good point. Um, They mentioned that Nanachi... 'Cause I think it's that Nanachi cannot necessarily read the glyph language, but she's able to like I think like similarly to like phonetics, she can kinda like translate it into their language, yeah. like no problem.
1: Cause like I guess no one can really read the language, but they use the letters. Yeah,
0: they they have some way of converting it. I guess I guess that means that she can read it. Um she's just translating yep. it into English in that way. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and speaking of Nanachi, um, since we didn't talk about her in the non-spoiler section, uh, what did you think of Nanachi?
1: I liked her. Yeah. She was cool. She was a cool character. Uh, and a tragic backstory. <laughs> a shit. very tragic character. A very cool character. Oh, a man. a tragic one. Pour one out for Midi, am I right? Uh, I don't have my alcohol with me, but Yeah. <laughs> Like, also, probably shouldn't be drinking right
2: now.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. Wait until we're Middle done. Middle of a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Although that'd be interesting sometimes. Who knows? Maybe we'll have to do something like that. So yeah, just see how Let's that take goes. A sh-
1: when, we, when we get back to um, do Boku no Hero again, but successful this time. Mm, that'd be good. Take a shot every time Deku breaks his bones.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that won't take long to get us hammered then. That'd be fun though. I'd be down.
1: <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Yeah, I do. Folks. I do like Nanachi. Yeah, she's really cool. She, she is really cool. I'm trying to think. Um, I'm looking also at... like how everyone just wants to pet her.
0: Yeah, and how she's like super like, not yeah, into it.
1: She's a cute bunny. She's <laughs> like when Rags doing it, she's just like, no, stop. And then Rico's doing it, and she's like, nah. <laughs> It's like, how come you let her do it? Because you're doing it a lewd way, you robot. And he's like, oh man. Um, cause
0: doesn't he like have his hands out and he's like, doing like a squeezy motion or whatever at one point? Oh god, he does do that. <laughs> That's actually a pretty decent joke because, like, to be fair, I believed Reg until they cut back to him and he's totally doing what she's talking about. And then it's like, oh, fair enough.
1: Yeah. Speaking um, of which, I found a... There's actually a YouTube video I found. Mm-hmm. It's... It was made in abyss, but only the parts where Nanachi goes nah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the one that you linked to me. Um, I'll toss that in the description of the video if people want to check it out. But it's just the compilation of Nanachi saying nah, which I didn't realize how many times she does it until I saw that video. I didn't notice it.
1: It's like, there are a lot of weird compilations of anime like that. Yeah, like I found one that's just that girl from that Euphonium anime, but making noises. Hmm, I'm not sure. It's just her making noises. Euphonium anime. I forget what it's called. It's like Hikibei Euphonium or something.
0: Mm. Um, I also like to mention real quickly that Nanachi's voice actress is Shiori Aizawa. Um, and I don't, I don't have her profile up at the moment. I assume I believe it's she. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't have their profile up at the moment, so I can't tell you what else they're in. But they do a really good job. Um,
1: they are really good. I don't
0: think. I didn't really hear any voice modulation on them. I can't quite remember. Did you think there was any? Did you notice voice uh, modulation? I don't think so. Okay. Because if, if there wasn't, then very good job on their part for keeping up that. Um, I don't even know how you describe that voice, really. Oh. It's kind of squeaky, I guess you could cute say. Cute
1: bunny girl, I guess. Yeah, cute bunny girl. It's there a, you go. It's, it's a cute bunny girl voice. There you go. Speaker, which I have descriptions next to all of the names, so I can remember who's who. Nanachi is listed as Rabbit.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's probably the easiest way to remember, yeah. right?
1: Midi is listed as Blob.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck! You
1: know, let's let's
0: talk about that. Let's let's discuss the whole Midi thing. I guess we don't have to explain it because this is the spoiler section, so you all know the deal yeah. with Midi.
1: Um, Like, if you cry every time.
0: (laughs) It's really, really sad. Like, holy shit. God, it is so sad. Fuck Bonjarud, right? Like, what a bastard. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Although, I'm really... From
1: what I... Also, at the end, when he's just like, oh, so you finally killed her.
0: Yeah, and he's like, good... Good work, Nanachi. And it's like eh. And I'm
1: just like, wait, how does he have this whole thing rigged up?
0: So something interesting as well as well about seeing Bondarud at the end there. First of all, from what I understand, he's gonna be a pretty central part of the next season, uh, which is cool because I want to see more of what his deal is. Um, especially yeah. since he's part of that abyssal faith who are like super into like the abyss and like worship it.
1: Um Yeah. I wanna know more about the White Vessels.
0: Yeah just in general. Because we have like four other white whistles besides Ozen the um, the uh imo- bleh, the sovereign. Um, let's see here. We have the Sovereign of Guidance Wakuna the Chosen. We have the Sovereign of Mystery Shrejo the Mysterious. How original! Um, oh no. And we have the Sovereign of the Dawn Bondarud the Novel. Huh. I guess his name is Bondarud the Novel. Weird. Um, so we have. I guess it's only three other ones. Weird. Yeah. Uh, and with Ozen as well.
1: I mean, four if Liza's still alive. That's true, too. Yeah, that's
0: right, because she is, she is a white whistle. I almost forgot about that. And she's got a cool yeah. name. She's Liza the Annihilator. So, Yeah. And you know what? That's something worth discussing. What do you think is actually... Because we found out that the note that Rico received was not actually written by her mother it's
1: not written by liza right also apparently itself is a relic yes
0: because the paper can't rip for whatever reason
1: uh but also the grave that Ozan found was empty yes which seems to imply that liza is still alive mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: and during the part where reg is in nachi's um cemetery he seems to have a flashback which implies that he was talking to liza
1: He does have a few flashbacks, so I think he may have known Liza.
0: Yeah. Which
1: kind of brings up the question of why was he going to the top of the abyss?
0: (laughs) Right. And it also makes you question, if he does know Liza, then it would have to be after, like, after Liza broke ties with Ozen and went off on her own, because Ozen does not seem to know Rig.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of a
0: lot of lot of questions very much so which i i yeah. expect to get answered hopefully um, although if i can go off on a tangent real quick i kind of got the impression that ozan might have romantic feelings toward liza what do you think
1: i definitely got a hint of that
0: hmm i don't know yeah.
1: cuz like I, I i don't know it would be i guess it would be a little weird because she taught liza that, but then again know,
0: that's true i almost <laughs> forgot because I forget that Ozen is like seventy years old or something.
1: So yeah, fair enough. She's really old. She does not look old. No, she but does when not. you fight, when you see her standing there looking just like she does now, and then Liza shows up as a little kid.
0: That's yeah. She's aged like, pretty wait. gracefully. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point.
1: And they do br- they do bring up her longevity at some point. Yes. About her thousand man pins, or whatever it was, yeah, whatever that her she has is. All over her body,
0: yeah, um, it like enhances her strength, and maybe it enhances her
1: like longevity, I don't know, her longevity I in some way, yeah, um, it makes her live a long time, it's like, how old is she, exactly, <laughs> she's really
0: old, clearly, I mean, it's kind of crazy, i wonder, I wonder just how old she is. But yeah. since you brought up the fact that she did know Liza when she was a kid, it probably is not romantic in that case. It's probably more so, I could see maybe it's like a, a, um, like a big sister or like a mother and daughter sort of thing. So, or just comrades even. Probably. I can see that.
1: Yeah. Good friends.
0: It's just because I, I remember the scene where Liza like lets Oza know that, hey, I got a husband and we're married now. Followed by that face that Ozen makes Is just like Bawr. Bawr. And just got abyss eyes and mouth So that's true You know speaking of Ozen I maintain that I, I don't know, what did you think of Ozen
1: overall? I think she was a good character
2: mm-hmm.
1: I don't think she was a good person <laughs> <laughs> My god Yeah she's some weird shit going on
0: (laughs) yeah i guess if i can because like when we first meet her and she's clearly very standoffish and admittedly very intimidating and scary (laughs) at least for our heroes like i don't know i i have conflicting feelings about her turning out to be an ally like I don't know if I would prefer to if she stayed a villain, or if it's good that she's an ally. I, I don't know.
1: She would definitely be a formidable foe. I mean, because that's the thing, like... But... I don't know, and I feel... I feel like she knows a lot about the Abyss.
0: She really does seem to um, give that idea off.
1: And also, some of the weird shit she's doing. Yes. Hey, let's see what happens when we put dead meat in this white cube. You see... I,
0: i think this is the, the reason why i'm conflicted about her character she does a lot of questionable and worrying shit before we're told like oh no no she's she's cool don't worry she's she's on our side i'm like she's fine she's trying to reanimate corpses i'm like she reanimated a corpse she flicked rico across the room and like cracked her skull open and then she beat the shit out of Reg, and then was all like oh well you know i just wanted to see how tough he was that's all yeah. and it's like <sighs> i don't know
1: yeah, the wiki says that she makes Marlok wear a dress. That too, and that's um, worrisome. A maid outfit.
0: Like we mentioned previously, if if Marlok is okay with that,
1: that's fine, yeah. but if he's... I mean, he can wear a maid outfit if he wants, but being made to wear a maid outfit is a little weird. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Also interesting to note, uh, a little detail that I forgot, is that Marlok um, is sensitive to light, Um.
1: Since oh yeah, that's why he can't go home.
0: Yeah, he can't go to the surface because. Or I guess
1: he is home, but he can't go up.
0: Yeah, I forget what that condition is called when you're like really sensitive to light in your eyes. Um,
1: I don't remember.
0: Yeah, because it's a real thing. I know like like a lot of creatures that like live in caves, which the abyss kind of is, um, have that yeah. happen. So makes sense. Yeah. Um, before I forget again though, uh, the whole midi thing with midi and Nanachi because that's really messed up.
1: That's so sad. Yeah. This is just... it's really sad.
0: I, although I must say, I really... I, that was a really heavy topic to handle. Um, yeah. The idea that there is this person who is unable to really function... Or feel or live like as an actual person anymore. And the question that Reg presents Nanachi, where it's like Nanachi wants to kill Mitty because she feels that Mitty is suffering the whole time. Yeah. And then Ray questions, well, what if she still has some semblance of humanity? Um it's like, nah. <laughs> Well, and then it's interesting because...
1: But then... Well, with Rico's dream and stuff.
0: Right, and that's, like... Maybe I misinterpreted that the way, but it's like, to me... It definitely
1: seemed like her soul was still there. Right. And that still knew what was going on.
0: And that's the thing. Like, I got that same implication. It's like, ooh. That tosses just, like... the slightest bit of doubt where it's like, Oh shit. Was she still aware or were they just trying to imply that she was, she was still there, but she was just suffering the whole time, you know?
1: Yeah. It's really hard. Yeah. But that's really hard to know,
0: (laughs) but it's a really, I, I think that they handled that subject matter really well. The idea of having someone who. Is unable to do that because that is a
1: heavy topic. Yeah, uh, and kind of a um, big topic in recent years Mm -hmm. uh, as well, with people trying to make um, assisted suicide legal. Yeah, in many places, it's like if you're terminally ill and suffering, then then it's like (sighs) yeah,
0: and that's it's a very uh,
1: heavy topic.
0: Yeah, it's one that is not easy to decide because there's a lot of questions that our characters actually go through in the show um regarding morality and whether because like there's a the question whether or not like should we kill this person if they're actually suffering are they actually still a person do they feel pain do they want this and then there's also the moral uh quandary that's presented to the person who would have to carry out the action in this case Ray, like can't can you live with that like can you accept the fact that you are going to take this life so, yeah. and it's rough.
1: And I do, I do appreciate that Reg thinks about what Nanachi might do afterwards.
0: That's right, yeah, because he and makes it's like,
1: hey, could you, could you promise you won't do anything?
0: Right, and honestly, from the way that Nanachi reacts, they seem a little bit taken aback by it, and it makes me feel like that might have been their yeah, plan, like that,
1: yeah. Also, didn't she call Ray cruel?
0: Yeah, she was like, "No, no, you're just, no, you're just being cruel," and it's like, "Ooh, you
1: know, no, it's fine though. They get to travel together now."
0: <laughs> I, I will say, I am excited to see. And I feel
1: like bad things will happen. Oh,
0: absolutely, undoubtedly, bad
1: things always happen.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> things are gonna get real bad, real fast. I can. Oh yeah. I feel confident in that. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, but I really do love the scene where when Ray does end up. Um, using his um, incinerator on midi i appreciate that just before he sets it off after nanachi has prepared this bed for midi or whatever and then has told rig you know go ahead and do it just before he sets it off nanachi has one final moment where she breaks down and tells rig not to do it and goes over and hug and sobs while holding midi and then it's just this moment that they just let it happen where it's just nanachi just completely distraught and apologizing for everything that happens and just like it's a very genuine and raw display of emotion
1: yeah and then we finally very sad
0: yeah and we finally get it concluded with after that moment Nachi walking back again and then telling Ray to go ahead and after Ray incinerates Mitty, finally destroying her Nachi once again just breaks down and sobs and it's just like oh. Oh, so good. <laughs> it's
1: like, I didn't watch this anime to cry. <laughs>
0: I was hoping for fun adventure. But I
1: also didn't watch this anime to watch 12-year-olds come close to death, so...
0: Yeah, um, which, by the way, episode 10, we've been talking around it a lot. But yeah. holy fuck, man. Holy fuck.
1: That was some intense shit. Mm-hmm. My god. I mean,
0: like... I think I have a pretty good stomach when it comes to... I I will say, for one thing, I am not a fan of like live-action films with like a lot of gore and stuff. Um, unfortunately, oh, yeah. I do have that tendency to imagine it happening to myself, and then I get really squeamish, and I'm not a fan. Yeah, um, I, d-
1: I don't mind it when it's animated as much. Same. Also, I've seen Elfin lead, so at this point... Yeah, I hear that, that gets yeah. pretty messed up, so... Meh. (laughs) I mean, it does, but now everything else is just, meh. (laughs) Fair enough.
0: means I'll have to watch it someday and just...
1: Nothing's gonna get as bloody as that show. Oh, jeez.
0: Oof. That's rough, because when I see episode 10 and you get that moment, I think the thing, like, it just keeps building on itself. I
1: think it's definitely a bit different, because while Elf and Lead is very bloody, Mm -hmm. it doesn't have any, like, scenes quite like that.
0: Yeah is it more so like elf and lied kind of that thing where it gets just so over the top that you can kind of get that disconnect uh eh. maybe not okay i i really don't know
1: i haven't I mean it. they <laughs> they kill people it gets really bloody sometimes mm-hmm. and sometimes it does get really over the top but i don't know there's no like long drawn out sequences of it
0: okay I, I guess my question is because i find that in some anime and live action as well when it goes really over the top, where it's like blood fountains and ridiculous amounts of stuff, it's easier for me to get a disconnect because then I'm like, oh, it's out of the realm of realism. Um, yeah. When it's more realistically portrayed gore, that's but, when I get really
1: messed up. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's super realistic. Because, mm-hmm. like, but now I feel like I have to explain Elfin Lead. <laughs>
0: Um, well, maybe we can add that to one of our list of ones to do in the future. I didn't mean to get you, uh, super into that. No,
1: because, I don't know, like, there's this race of creatures in the, in that anime mm-hmm. with, like, invisible arms. Okay. Called vectors. And these arms can move really fast and cut through basically anything. Okay. And also, these people are all super violent. Oh, no. Which might be because the government keeps kidnapping them and shoving them in an underground facility to study them, but, you know.
0: That'd make me super violent.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, we get to see a bunch of people die. Hmm.
0: I should really watch that series. I think it's I think it's still available on Blu-ray, so I might grab it. Um, But the reason that the scene from Made in Abyss, I think, got me so hard is because it keeps building. Um. Oh, Yeah. First of all, the
1: orbed, what's it called? The orbed, the orbed piercer, I think.
0: Yeah, that's it. Um, Really cool creature design. I actually really like this one a lot. Um, I love it.
1: I love its weird face.
0: Yeah, because it is just like this. Like I don't even know how you would describe that orb. It's like kind of like what kind of texture is that? With like all the holes and everything. It looks like a wiffle ball. I I don't. That's what it looks like.
1: Yeah, it's a wiffle ball for a face. (laughs) (laughs) Um. I don't know. I I guess when you find out it uses that to see the curse of the abyss.
0: Yeah, um
1: and it's like, yep, it can protect the future. I'm like, oh shit.
0: And I I want to talk about the the curse some more cuz that's one of my favorite aspects of the show. Um super interesting. But in regards to the the scene, I guess it it feels very sudden, but I I love Actually, let's talk about the curse first because that kind of plays into why I really like this scene. Um so the whole thing with the curse, I love how the curse is like the most; cons- it's been very consistent, which I appreciate, and it's really serious. Like, holy shit! Um, when we see them ascend in episode ten, and Rico immediately starts coughing up blood and just bleeding everywhere, it's like, whoa, that's bad. Oh, wow, 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 yeah. Um, and I appreciate that, that because is... every single cool time, boy. yeah. Um, but every single time we've seen them ascend, I think it's like once they go up 10 meters which is not very much in regards to how deep the abyss is it's like kilometers yeah. but every time they go up like 10 meters it immediately sets in and the curse sets in fast and hard like it's crazy i mean
1: yeah because <clears throat> i mean the way nanichi explained it mm-hmm. how it's like you're breaking through a blanket or something and then it just hits you all at once as you break through the layers
0: yeah and that's an interesting. That's intense. Yeah, it's an interesting point that Nanachi brings up, though. The idea that um, it almost sounds like there's a there are ways to subvert the curse, though. Depending on how you yeah. go, th-
1: how you like, there there probably would be a way to subvert it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and Nanachi is probably proof of that. <laughs> Very true, Con- considering uh, the experience that Bondru did. And I wonder, yeah. Uh, but I'm not I'm not sure if you'll ever succeed.
0: <laughs> it is curious. Bondrewd must know more about how the Abyss works than a lot of the characters. Because when I think about it, they said that they shifted all of the curse from Nanachi's, or like the majority of it, from Nan- Nanachi's uh, chamber into Mitty's, which is why she gets hit with it so hard. But yeah. Nanachi still transforms. So maybe they didn't do it completely?
1: Yeah, so I guess... Yeah, I guess some of it was still in there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, it's inter- but she still kept her humanity.
0: But it's interesting to bring up the idea that you can physically move like that that layer, that um That you can curse. move the curse. Right. So I guess
1: it might be possible to negate it completely, but you would have to figure out how to do it.
0: Right. And I would be interested to see that if later on in the series... I hope they don't negate it completely, because that feels like it's removing a major obstacle. Because the fact that you cannot go up is a big deal to me. Um, Yeah. But if they reduce it by some manner, I'd be okay with that, because they're kind of establishing that in this season. So that'd be fine.
1: I feel like... It definitely seems implied that some sort of ancient civilization used to live in the Abyss. Yeah, yeah. And I feel I feel like if they lived in the abyss they may have a way to do it.
2: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe there's some relic that no one's found yet.
0: That's true. Perhaps it's waiting at the bottom.
1: Maybe it's the star compass.
0: God, if it was the star <laughs> compass, I would be smacking myself in the face. I'd be like, "Are you fucking kidding me? You lost the most important and useful thing."
1: Star compass shows up again at the bottom of the abyss. How did you get down here? <laughs> How did you survive the Great Fault?
2: Yeah.
0: Man, the Great Fault was super cool. Like, um, I think we kind of discussed it, it previously. You said that your favorite area so far was the Goblet of Giants, right?
1: It's so pretty.
0: It really is. I like all the purples and blues there. It's very, very yeah. nice.
1: But, like, ever from, like, I forget what episode it was. I think it was episode two when they show the map and stuff and talk about the different layers. Yeah.
0: I think I have it written down. Uh,
1: I think when they mentioned the Great Fault, I was immediately like, wait, how are they going to get down that?
0: Yeah, it is kind of, it does feel like maybe a little bit of a cop-out. The fact that we find out that there's like all these burrows that are inside the fault instead of it being a sheer drop. Um,
1: Which I guess makes sense. Since so many animals fly around and stuff, but.
0: In the end, it's not really that big of a deal because the whole Great Fault area was, I think, only one episode. So, meh.
1: Yeah, and it's still super dangerous.
0: Yes, it's very dangerous, because it had the crimson split jaw, it had the Madoka Jack, and all the little, I forget what they're called, the little fuzzy things.
1: Yeah. Disc rabbits.
0: Yeah, whatever, that works, disc <laughs> rabbit, I like it. Don't confuse it with Nanachi, though. Uh, Let's see here. <laughs> I'm interested to see the next two layers that we have um because after the Goblet of Giants we have the Sea of Corpses which they made a big deal out of I believe that's where that scorpion thing that Liza drew the picture of uh was supposed to reside uh yeah. and that's where a is. bondur
1: is Yeah and, and if if Ozen is right that's where a number of the white whistles probably are
0: mm-hmm. um either there or the next layer which is the Capital of the Unreturned Which is where they say that that's where you only go if you're going to have your last dive. Because once you've gone that deep, you can't really return to the surface safely. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see those locations. I hope that we get to both of them in the next season. Because it feels like we are kind of slowing down in how fast we're moving to the bottom. Um,
1: Yeah. I mean, granted, things are more dangerous now. Right. So, I mean, they can't move as fast.
0: I feel that, like, since the Sea of Corpses has Bondarud, we're probably going to spend a significant amount of time there. And then, since the capital of the Unreturned is an actual city, I would not be surprised if we spend a lot of time there as well. So, Yeah. And that's fine. I'd be cool with that.
1: Yeah, I'd be fine with that. That'd be kind of neat. Uh, especially because I want to know, know about Bondarud.
0: Yeah, I want to know what his whole deal is. Did you notice... Um... That the first time we see him in Nanachi's flashback, um, he's still got his, like, weird black robes and his, like, clerical attire or whatever, but at the end of the season, he has a tail now that he did not have before.
1: Uh, I did not notice that. Yeah. Oh, I have to go watch that again now.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure that in the flashback he does not have that tail, but he definitely does have one in the ending.
1: Yeah, he definitely didn't have a tail in the flashback. Mm-hmm.
0: And that says to me that he did some sort of ascension. Uh, I don't know if it was one of the experiments, like what he did with Nanachi, but he clearly did something that caused him to transform. Did he run
1: out of children? <laughs> I, I'm very yes. Yeah. He ran out of children. Yes, he did. Um, <laughs> Nanachi and Mitty were the last ones. Uh, I wonder if he. Yeah, um... <laughs> I mean, you're what right. if he ever from that? What batch? if he ever got more children? God, I don't know. Like. There were a lot of hollows down in that hole.
0: They, oh, God, that's right. I forgot they were all down there. Just, ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah.
1: Do you just drop them down there after the experiments fail?
0: I guess so. Like, It's I wonder... like,
1: here you go. This is your home now. Oh, uh, that reminds me.
0: Um, they mentioned that Bondrewd has an artifact that was able to destroy one of Midi's eyes permanently, even though she's supposed to be immortal. Um, oh, yeah,
1: something, something... Like Reg's Incinerator, I guess? Yeah. I forget what they called it.
0: Let's see here. Um, Something like that. And it was also mentioned in episode 11 that Nanachi developed a cartridge for Bondrood, which sounds to me like it's some sort of ammunition for whatever that uh, artifact is.
2: Hmm.
0: Let me see here. I'm trying to find the name of the weapon. Orbed piercer, blah, 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 blah. Because um, it sounds interesting, because if Bondroot has something that's anything like the Incinerator, that makes him a serious threat. Oh, yeah. It's called the Sparag- Sparagmus. It is light that returns to the cardinal point, and that's what destroyed one of Midi's eyes. So there you go. We'll probably see that in the future.
1: Light that returns to the cardinal point.
0: I am not entirely certain what that's referring to.
1: I have no idea either.
0: I wonder if it's that big, like, laser beam-looking thing that we see uh, in the middle of the Sea of Corpses. You know, that big uh, light that maybe. goes there? Yeah. That might be it. Certainly interesting, though. Um, but I am curious to see more of Banjrud because while I see him as a villain for all of the acts he's committed, he clearly does not see himself as evil. Yeah. And I'm curious as to what his justification is. I hope it's not something lame like, well, you know, the pursuit of knowledge. We have to learn everything. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, I hope it's something like trying to find a way to let people experience the abyss. Mm, that'd be interesting. And, you know, come back out.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I just want to learn more of his motivation. I'd be kind of disappointed if yeah. it turns
1: out that he's just crazy. But, you know. Yeah, that'd be a bit...
0: I'm sure it could be entertaining, Um,
1: but yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Interested to see some more of the White Whistles as well, because we have the Plague Doctor looking guy. Um, I forget which one of them he is, but we have him and then we have the other girl, I think. Um, Or other woman who we have not seen of the White Whistles. Uh, Where are they? I think the Plague Doctor looking one was the one that I named as if I can find the list uh, I think that was Strajo, and then I presume that Wakuna is the other one so might be interesting to see
1: them I definitely would like to see them I want to, I want to know more about the white whistles uh, but the way Ozen talked about them they seem to be maybe dangerous
0: yes um because Ozan herself was already very dangerous
1: she was very dangerous and she was an ally <laughs> uh,
0: that's a good point that's that'll actually be depending on how they take it that's actually a pretty good establishing moment it's like oh yeah i'm the one that's on your side and i beat the shit out of you just wait till you meet the ones who don't like you
1: yeah bondrood will probably shove you in his machines
0: man bondrood i am let's talk real quick what are you hoping to see slash expecting to see from the second season
1: well, first mm. off, Bondrood. Right. Uh I do hope they get deeper. Please. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> uh into bond into like Bondrewd's, uh story and stuff and like what he's actually doing down there and why. Right. Uh maybe the other white whistles.
0: That'd be cool. Yeah. Do you think we're going to see Liza next season?
1: Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Just gets to the bottom in the third episode.
0: Okay, we're here. That would be, that would throw me for a loop, I tell you what. If they just made it to the bottom and it wasn't done yet, I'd be like,
2: oh, oh, oh. The
1: bottom of the abyss definitely looks weird and they did mention some kind of Ozen mentioned some kind of ring at the bottom of the seventh layer that only a few people had seen.
0: Oh, yeah, we know very little about that, whatever it is. Yeah, I was like, ooh,
1: what's that? Yeah. Also, how do you know about it?
0: Well, apparently she must have seen it, I guess.
1: <laughs> I guess you could just see it from the fifth layer.
0: And it's like, oh shit, that looks like some crazy
1: bullshit down there. Yeah. Someone from the sixth layer saw it and yelled it back up. Check this shit out. Hey, there's a ring down here. It's fucking huge. I don't know. I guess a white whistle could have gone down deeper and like sent a mail package up.
0: Yeah. To be fair, and that is what the we white see whistles a lot.
1: happened to find it.
0: Yeah. I appreciate the fact that they mentioned that. Like, if you do try to send one of those uh, info balloons up, a couple... they don't. They don't
1: always make it.
0: <laughs> they don't always make it, and I like the fact that it's like unless you are a white or black whistle, once you pass a certain level if someone gets your balloon, they'll just treat it as a bunch of bullshit because it's like, y- there's no way a red whistle made it down there. This has got to be fake. So that's yeah. pretty neat. Though it does make me wonder how they got Liza's whistle back to the top.
1: Uh, I don't know. I guess, why did they have Liza's whistle in the package? <laughs> I don't know.
0: I think it was supposed to symbolize her last dive, but I don't know how they got it exactly.
1: I don't know. I will say... And they um, said that the white whistles can also activate some relics. I want to know what's up with that.
0: Yeah, so that's a good point, because clearly Ozen's whistle activates the, um...
1: What's the, the cube? Name? Yeah, what's the name of that Whatever thing? it's called. It's like the weird chamber thing.
0: Yeah, let me find the name of it real quick. But it's whatever that bizarre immortal cube is. Um... Let's see. Oh, yeah. And uh, by the way, shout outs to Ozen's voice actress, uh, Sayaka Ohara. Also, fantastic work. Um, She does a really good job of keeping it being that aloof kind of creepiness where it's very domineering. So good for her. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. What is the name of that stupid relic, though? Because clearly it's the thing that Ozen controls with her whistle, because I'm pretty sure she has to blow into a whistle to activate it, right?
1: Oh,
2: yeah.
0: And let's see here. The thing is called... There's that dumb survival training episode. Um... Do, 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 do. Well, I can't find it. But yeah, the big white cube. We all know what we're talking about. Because um, clearly Ozen is able to activate that. I thought that it would be Liza who could activate um, the blaze reap with her whistle. But since Ray and Rico can use it, that's clearly not the case.
1: Yeah, yeah I guess that one doesn't need a whistle
0: yeah so it will be interesting to see what else requires the white whistles because it's basically like a key then that activates it yeah. i also appreciate the fact that let's be honest here um all of the relics in this series kind of act a little bit as mcguffins because you can literally just toss in anything and just be like oh well that's just some ancient relic it's like i could give yeah. you a fucking gun what
1: this thing comes brings <laughs> people back to life
0: <laughs> this negates the curse cool. of the abyss it's a relic we found So hopefully they don't go that direction. I don't see them doing it, but got to be wary of that. Um, definitely hoping in the second season, gonna see more of Bondrud. Um, I would love to see Ozen again. I do wonder because
1: I do wonder what Relx we're gonna see next. Yeah.
0: Um, but I would like to see Ozen because I think she's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I I honestly. so yeah i want to see bondrood and Several hopefully some questions. other six layer but this makes me this reminds me of something that i wanted to mention i know that super patch wolf and i think mother's basement when they did mother's basement for sure uh, jeff threw uh links to them in the description below um let me get a drink real quick anyway uh they mentioned the fact that jeff especially mentioned how made in the made in abyss has a structure perfect for a video game and what do you think about that
1: yeah
0: <laughs> that it yeah <laughs> that's pretty much yeah fair enough um but i had, i must say i have to agree um the fact that it is organized by layers does seem to make it a really good like level-based system um, oh yeah and i would like to say just, i would play that video game just to kind of like like bounce this ar- around if you ca if you could have your ideal game We're not going to talk about any, like, setbacks or anything. If you could have your ideal Made in Abyss video game, what would it be like?
1: Um, hmm. I guess you would start as, like, a cave raider.
2: Okay.
1: At, like, the orphanage or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, being, like, a little red whistle, learning how to cave raid, and then, like, working your way through the ranks and stuff.
0: Okay. And kind of, like, getting better and better.
1: Yeah, being able to, like explore the abyss as your rank went up and stuff i think that'd be cool that
0: would be cool any particular like mechanics or something that you'd like to see
1: i'm not too sure find relics to make money (laughs) (laughs) you know that thing actual cave raiders do
0: very true which we don't really see a whole lot of so that'd be interesting to explore in a game
1: i guess we see that like once or twice yeah But then they go down into the abyss and no longer have a reason to search for relics.
0: I'm curious what foreign countries buy these squishy egg things, because, like, what is it actually good for? I have no idea. I mean, hey, if you like squishy eggs, then that's your your deal, but...
1: Yeah, hey, well, squishy
0: egg... (laughs) I'll take 20. Shut up and take my money. (laughs) I think for me personally, um yeah sorry I had to stretch. I think for me personally, if I was going to make a maiden abyss game and I could have it the way I wanted, um I would not like it to be level based. I would prefer it to be a nice big, open interconnected world, um probably more so like Breath of the wild or Dark Souls in terms of verticality um just give you this nice big open area to explore and to be able yeah. to explore it at your own pace um I think it'd be it would be really cool. I think it'd be good if you started off in Belchero Orphanage. That'd be like your tutorial area. That would work out really well. Um, And I think what would be really, really cool is that if you could have the game made in such a way to where you can play it single player, that'd be fine. But like the best way to play would be co-op with a friend. Um, Because then one of you could control Rico and the other one could control Reg.
1: That way... That would be cool.
0: I feel like that would work because one of you would be better at combat and maneuverability. And then the other one would be... Like have like a lot of knowledge, um, and would also be good at like finding food and stuff like that. So I feel like there's ways that you could balance it to have a really good codependency. Plus, it'd be just fun to go on an adventure with a friend exploring the abyss. I think that'd be really cool.
1: That'd be pretty cool, yeah.
0: And I think Jeff mentioned it in his video, but like the very first boss fight could be like the Crimson Split Jaw, and then like the second boss fight could be against Ozen or something like that. I think that'd be really fun.
1: I'd be down. Definitely.
0: Uh, But let's see here. So we talked about expectations for season two. We talked about Midi. We talked about Nanachi. um, Talked about the sexualization. (laughs) And we hit a lot of points. Is there anything else that you want to discuss about Maiden Abyss? Just in general, like impressions or stuff you're interested in?
1: I just want to know more. Fair enough. There, There are too many questions and not enough answers.
0: That is... That's true. Um, Yeah. I do think that, unfortunately, there might be some questions that we just don't get answers to, which kind of suck. Yeah. Um, Maybe it's in the manga. Which I guess in a world
1: where, like, the Abyss exists, Mm -hmm. and there's certainly a lot of information about it, but there's also a lot of people don't know too much about it. Right. There's a lot of mystery surrounding the Abyss. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so, so I feel like we'll learn some stuff that no one else knows because they are planning to go down to the bottom. Right. I, think, uh, but I feel like there's still going to be a lot of mystery.
0: That should be, I think, maybe the most exciting part is that as we go further down, there's less and less that we are prepared for. For example, like we know that there are at least seven layers, but there might be way more than that for all we know.
1: Yeah. There are at least seven. There might be like... 50, who knows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that so would, would be excessive. Maybe it goes to the bottom of the world.
0: <laughs> I feel like if there was 50 layers, it would go the, to the other side of the world and just be a big vertical shaft through the whole thing.
1: Yeah, just no one ever found the other opening. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: That'd be interesting, but
0: I, I do doubt that that would happen, but be neat. Um, I'm looking forward to more of that, though, and more answers to the questions, so that should be fun. Uh, but I think in that case... Nothing else to say about Maiden Abyss? Yeah. Alright. In that case, I think it's about time we move on to the next topic that we are going to discuss. So, I will go ahead and introduce this one, but for those of you who have been listening to us before, um, typically we go ahead and stop here. I mean, we're going to talk about like our weeks and what we've been up to between podcasts and stuff like that as well. Um, oh,
1: yeah. Before I forget, um, I looked at what the box was called. Oh. It's the curse warding box. <laughs>
0: Fucking, there you go.
1: There you go, I thought folks. it would have a fancier name, just like every other relic. I thought no. it would, too,
0: but it's just the curse-repelling repell- box.
1: Just the curse-repelling box. That's so stupid.
0: That's. I kind of appreciate the simplicity, though, because that tells me that a cave raider named that, and there was like, fucking, I don't know.
1: A cave raider named this.
0: And that cave raider's name was Ozen, and she was just like, fucking, call it whatever, I don't care.
1: Yeah. Wonder who named the unheard bell. That's a good question. Does and it just not make noise? Well, no, it stops time. <laughs> also, how does this stop time thing work? I am. How would does you. Does it just. How do you know it stops time? Exactly. Would someone <laughs> would have to use it.
0: I'm thinking about that, and it's like someone had to have used it and been able to move in the stop time, just like Dio and Jotaro. Um, yeah,
1: like, I guess they found it and. Did they try using it down there, or did they just be come back up? It's like, hey, we found this bell thing.
0: Check out this crazy-ass bell. I hope we see that, because i yeah, mentioned let's it Let's get this on a bell. Times.
1: Yeah, did they ever actually bring it up?
0: I think that Liza and Ozen... Well, actually, no, they were supposed to I know get Liza
1: it. and Ozen went down there to get it, but then she gave birth. I think... And then they had to carry up Rico in the box instead.
2: Yeah. But I'm not sure...
1: And they mentioned that they had to leave the bell behind, but I'm not sure if they ever went back down there to get it.
0: I think there was an offhand comment that Ozen made that said that Liza went back down and got it after she was, uh, after she had given birth and everything, but I might be mistaken. But I hope we see it, because that's an interesting artifact.
1: The city just has it somewhere.
0: It's just in a, it's just like in a library, or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we have this thing that can stop time, we're just gonna put it in the public library.
0: It's pretty neat, I guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'll stop time, here you go.
0: Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Um but yes. Yeah, so.
1: <laughs> so, anyway, the next topic.
0: Yes, um so we're trying out something a little bit different from now on and hopefully it means that our podcast can be weekly, a little bit more regular. Um we'll still we're still trying to like feel it out right now, so we'll see how this goes. Um but since the winter 2018 anime season has begun, we're a couple weeks into it now. Um I think that our plan from now on is we're going to try to pick 10 anime shows from the current season and watch them on a regular basis and talk about each episode each week. Um, So that way we can kind of discuss the shows that are currently running and how they are and just give our general thoughts on each episode as it airs. Um, I will also say that we did have a couple, I impose a couple of stipulations for this one. Um, For example, if the show is a sequel or a second season to a show that we have both not watched um, so far, then it is out of the running. So, unfortunately, at this time, some of the shows that we are not going to be watching include stuff like Gintama or Ancient Magus Bride Season 2. Uh, I realize that it's really Season 1, but it's basically a second season.
1: Yeah. It, it's just the Season 1 is really long, basically. <laughs> right. Um, we're not going to be watching um,
0: Overlord Season 2. Three Gods
1: Who No Lion. Shinkatsu no Lion. Yeah. He's apparently getting a season two, which S- I didn't know about. So
0: all of that stuff is currently out of the running for us. Um,
1: also, I feel like I'm saying it wrong because I don't know what three is in Japanese.
0: Uh, Oh, I don't know either. Ugh. We might have to look that up. But those ones are out of the running currently. Um, I will say that if one of us we also have another new thing where yeah, we're going buddy. to go back and forth between which shows we pick. So this week I chose made in abyss and Zach has a show that he has chosen out, which we are going to review for next week. Um, and along with that, if one of us chooses a show that is in the current season, for example, if I were to pick ancient Megas bride season one, when it's my turn, um, then we can watch that and then possibly add season two to what we're currently watching. Uh, I will also say that if any of you have recommendations for anime that you've been really enjoying or have had a lot of acclaim for, um, we still reserve the right to add stuff to our list of things to watch as well as drop stuff. So if we choose a show that we end up really not liking, we have we can drop it. Um, and if you guys hear about one that you really like that you want us to watch, we can add it on. Um, we'll just have to catch up with a few episodes, obviously. So those are our stipulations. Um, and Zach, you have your shows chosen? Uh, I do. All right, so without further right. ado, so, how about we go back and forth? Um, Let's go back and forth, you minute. with your... Oh, okay, <laughs>
1: you have to find your list. Okay. Yeah, um, I had to find that, but also Discord's being weird, so I'm gonna try doing this thing real fast. Okay, I'll fill for uh, time. But D- Dis- Discord's gonna have to restart.
0: Okay. In the meantime, folks, um, so yeah, we're not doing any Season 2 stuff, and, um... Not any continuing shows, apologies. But if you do have one that you really want us to watch, then just let us know. But be aware that if it is a very, very long show that you want us to catch up with so that we can watch the current stuff, not going to happen because, for example, with Gintama, there are hundreds upon hundreds of episodes. Probably not going to catch up with that before this season's done. So don't recommend stuff like that.
1: No way we're going to catch up with Gintama. Also, I'm back. Hmm. That took shorter than I thought it would. back. Usually it takes multiple <clears throat> minutes to start up.
0: <laughs> I guess it was yeah, on its I game.
1: Mean,
0: yeah. Uh, is it working out a little bit better that for took you?
1: like 10 seconds.
0: Well, perfect. That's what we want.
1: And I found my sheet.
0: Nice. Uh, so shall we go back and forth starting with like, eh, it doesn't really matter what order, but just one of our shows each? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, let me get my pen so I can write down what we're actually going to be watching this season so I don't forget. One second, please, everyone. So, winter 2018 anime
1: lineup. All
0: right, Zach, go ahead and give us your first choice.
1: All right. Uh, Most of these were picked just because I couldn't pick, and (laughs) their covers look pretty. All right. Uh, This one is an exception because someone in another Discord was talking about it, and they said it was cool, but it is Violet Evergarden.
0: Ah, okay. Violet Evergarden. Good choice, good choice. Yeah.
1: Someone else said it was cool, so.
0: Um, can you, do you have the um, page open on livechart.me? I, I,
1: I do not. I should have opened that. Okay. Um, hey, go, let me go find that real fast.
0: Go ahead and find that. In the meantime, I'll read the description for Violet Evergarden, for those of you who are unaware. Um, the description goes as following. <clears throat> Long ago, the Auto Memories doll was born. Professor Orland, an influential figure in the printing industry, invented a new type of printing machine for his wife Molly, so that she could write novels after she had lost her eyesight. The machine was given the appearance of a petite, lovely doll. Putting his heart and hopes into it, the professor named it Auto Memories doll. Eventually, Auto Memories dolls became widespread, supporting the lives of many. Now the term is applied to women whose work is... is to put thoughts into words, either for those who cannot write or on behalf of others. This story is about a young girl, Violet Evergarden, and how she connects people's hearts as an auto-memories doll, living at the turning point of a generation. And the studio behind this is KyoAni. And I believe, let me take a look at KyoAni's registrar. Uh, let's see here. Zach, do you have the list up?
1: Uh, I don't. I know you linked it somewhere in the Discord. I'm trying to find it.
0: <laughs> That's fine. Keep looking. I'm just going to try to find out the rest of the shows that Kyo Annie is known
1: for. I'm pinning it if I find it.
0: Let's see here. The other shows that they have done before include Full Metal Panic, Fumofu, uh, Full Metal Panic The Second Raid, Oh, The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, Lucky Star, Clanod, Clonade After Story, um, k-on a lot of kind of like slice of life uh Joe. they did nichijou that's a great one
1: I kind of...
0: um let's see here beyond the boundary they've done they've done free eternal summer so and they've done miss kobayashi's dragon maid and all kinds all kinds of stuff really um and just based on that repertoire from the ones that i recognize that sounds like this show will be very pretty at the very least because um, yeah. all those shows have really good animation and artwork, so that'll be nice. They're
1: really good, and some of them I've actually seen.
0: Yeah, you've seen uh, the Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya, right?
1: I have. I love that anime.
0: I need to watch it. That's still one that's on my to watch list. So maybe Shit, sometime that, in the future. We're
1: gonna have to talk about that sometime. <laughs> Can't wait to discuss the Endless Eight. That. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Um, I don't I mean, know
0: what do you that means. Know the endless Eight is no. <laughs>
1: oh man <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay
1: spoilers all right
0: uh did you find the page
1: uh yeah i did
0: okay i think we'll read the descriptions of each other's shows then um since that is your first choice is violet evergarden um, and i do have a small stipulation with that which we can discuss um my first pick is darling in the franks by a1 pictures and studio trigger can you read us the description please
1: Studio Trigger's pretty good.
0: Indeed they are.
2: Yeah.
1: They dream of one day flying into the endless sky, even though they are painfully aware of how far away the sky is beyond the glass that blocks their flight. That sounds poetic. <laughs> the distant future, humanity established the mobile fort city, plantation upon the ruined wasteland and civilization flourished Within the city were pilot quarters called Mistleteen. Whatever. <laughs> otherwise known as the Birdcage. That is where the children live, not knowing anything of the outside world and unaware of their vast sky. Their only mission in life was the flight. Their enemies are the mysterious giant organisms known as the Kieru. The children operate robots known as Franks in order to face these still unseen enemies because they believe that is their purpose in life. Among them was a boy who was once called a child prodigy, code number 016, Hito. However, now he's a failure and considered unneeded. Those who cannot pilot Franks basically do not exist. Poor kid. <laughs> One day, a mysterious girl called 02 appears in front of Hito. From her face grows two alluring horns. Alluring. I found you, my darling. Okay. Daughter okay
0: i may not have read that last part um (laughs) i
1: found you my darling
0: (laughs) and i will say that does sound cool i will say um the reason i chose darling in the franks is primarily just because the studios behind it uh a1 pictures and trigger are very well known for their really good animation um being very fluid and everything like that um yeah and i believe studio trigger is the one behind um gurun lagan which this from the plot synopsis it actually sounds like it's very reminiscent of that but we shall see they once again some, uh... reserving the right that if we find these shows to be poor then we can drop them we don't have to keep watching shit so
1: they have made some good anime i
0: mm-hmm. i'm trying to see here i think studio trigger i'm pretty sure they did kill a kill as well and uh yeah that. they did do
1: kill a kill they did Space Patrol Lulo go, but I've never seen it.
0: Uh, A1 Pictures is also known for a lot of different stuff, including Black Butler, Fairy Tail, um, Sword Art Online, Blue Exorcist, and Ohana. So we'll see how well their production goes. I think they have good animation. Yeah. The stories hope...
1: vary. Shit, I bumped my mic. Let's hope <laughs> this is. Let's hope this is actually one of their good ones.
0: Yeah, fingers crossed, right? Yeah.
1: Did they make Blendas? Uh, it's right. Just... It's, it's it's on their website.
0: Oh, is it really?
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess they did that.
0: Well, damn. Oh, they made erased.
1: Look at that. They made Persona Five the animation.
0: And Your Lie in April. Wow. I didn't realize how many productions they had under their belt.
1: Well, oh, I'll be I like damned. Your Lie in April. That was a good one. Oh God, they made Your Manga sensei. <laughs> oh jeez.
0: Oh yeah, there's Blendes. Okay, what is your next pick, Zach?
1: My next pick. Um, I'm gonna go with. This one that I know I can pronounce, uh, Beatless.
0: Ah, Beatless, right by Studio Di Medea. Uh, look up that studio if you would. In the meantime, the description of Beatless <clears throat> I believe in that smile, even if you don't have a soul. 2105 AD, Japan. The humanoid android, He A or Hi E, not sure how you pronounce that, it's H I capital E. Um, became part of people's lives and was handling the things human could and could not do.
1: That is a weird name.
0: Endo Arato, unlike his friends Kenko and Ryo, who hate Hie, felt sympathy for Hie, which are supposed to be just objects. One night, Arato suddenly gets assaulted by mysterious falling cherry blossoms that make Hiei and machines run havoc. Will the cornered Arato be saved by the mysterious Hie Lysia? And that's all I got, okay, so we have humanoid machines and assaulted by mysterious falling cherry blossoms.
1: Hmm. Oh no, they're being attacked by flowers.
0: that's interesting um it certainly looks the key art is really nice here um for the opening, but i'll I'll be interested to see where that goes because that was one that I actually had under my consideration. Um, so I'll be interested to see how that one actually plays out.
1: Ow! Oh. Ow! 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 You okay? My ears. Oh no! <laughs> Sounds like someone had their volume up mean, too high. No, nah, I was I was looking into what exactly the studio has done. Mm-hmm. Dio Media. Mm-hmm. Dio. Dio. Oh. <laughs> it's all in picked- Japanese.
0: I saw pictures of swans when I typed in their name, so.
2: Yeah,
1: This one is three girls, one guy, and a dog, and a bunch of bananas.
0: Oh, jeez. Let's see here. I see stuff like... Let's see here.
1: Aho girl, I guess.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Fuka.
1: I don't...
0: I don't really recognize many of these.
1: Yeah. Well. It would help if I could, you know read Japanese.
0: Fair enough. Hopefully this is still a good one because it was one that I was interested in seeing as well. So we'll add it to the list. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, the next pick that I have is Kokuku by Gino Studio. Uh, do you see that one on the list? Uh, how do you spell that? Uh, that's... So Kokuku on the list is K O K K U.
1: By Gino Studio. Mm-hmm. Judy, y- <laughs> Judy Yukawa lives with her neat father and brother, her retired grandfather, her sister, a single mother, and her young nephew. Aww. One day, her nephew and brother are kidnapped for ransom, having only 30 minutes to meet the Demands of the kidnappers. Jerry finds, who realizes there is not enough time to prepare the money, decides to head for their rescue by herself with knife in hand when her grandfather uses a mysterious stone passed on in the Yukawa family to stop time. In a world where everyone and everything are inert, Jerry and her father and grandfather run to rescue the two. But at the kidnappers' hindouts, they soon realize they are not the only ones who can move about in this still world.
0: And there you oh, have it. Oh, that sounds
1: really cool.
0: So I'm hoping I'm hoping that'll be a good one. Um, oh, and that's, it,
1: that, that sounds really cool.
0: <laughs> From what I can see, it doesn't look I'm like... I'm into this. It looks like Geno Studio is fairly new. They don't have a whole lot of stuff written to their name. So hopefully this up-and-comer is going to be impressive, fingers crossed. I like the idea of the plot, always down for time shenanigans, uh, mostly. So here's hoping it's a good one. Uh, and with that being said, Zach, what is your next pick for the 2018
1: season? The next pick is... Uh, let's go with this one. Koi wa amigari no yoni
0: nee. uh, and who's the studio for that one
1: uh that's by wit studio
0: wit studio let's see here Yeah. trying to find it real
1: quick that one that is a really pretty cover it's very colorful
0: uh, do, 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 do. give me just a moment everyone trying to find this one uh, do, 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 do. you said wit studio correct
1: Yes, known for such things as Japanese anime.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, what was the name of it again?
1: Koi wa Amegari no Yuni, no yauni ni, Uo. Ah, okay. Sorry, I see it now. <laughs> However, you say that.
0: Okay, uh, in the description of this show. Uh, Akira is an aloof and cool girl that used to be in the track club of her of her school. Right now, she is working as a part timer in a family restaurant next to her crush, the manager, a forty five year old divorced man.
1: Oh God! <laughs> Did I accidentally pick one of those animes? I mean, hey, like we can give eh, it a sh- we'll give it a shot. Whatever, it looks colorful. It might surprise us. Uh, we, yeah, it might be good. No, we,
0: bleh uh Wit Studio I can at least see that based on the ones that we had to choose this season they are it looks
1: actually it looks like they've made some good shit
0: they did do um Ancient Magus' Bride which I heard was very good um so it does inspire some confidence that. uh do you have the rest of their productions
1: uh from the looks of it they made various things that I don't know because of Japanese <laughs> um also looks like they at least worked on uh Attack on Titan Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Season 2, at least.
0: I believe that Attack on Titan's getting a Season 3 very soon, so... Cool.
1: I mean, probably Season 2 ended a while ago. Uh,
0: anything else that they're notable for, besides Ancient Magus Bride and Attack on Titan?
1: Uh, one of the things looked like a Pokémon thing.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see how they do then. I
1: couldn't read exactly what it was, but <laughs> I recognize Pokéballs anyway.
0: Fair enough all right so let's see here i guess that means that it's on to my next pick yeah uh yeah okay so i just talked about kukuhu and my next pick then will be ah yes the junji ito collection or ito junji collection by studio dean
1: ito junji collection
0: care to read the description on that one for me
1: the works of one of the most famous Japanese horror manga artists, Junji Ito, finally gets animated. This will be an omnibus animation where each episode will star different protagonists such as the famous Tomi, Suichi, and Fuji.
0: And there you have it. Um so as far as I I'm aware... w-
1: I wish I had seen that.
0: <laughs> as far as I'm aware, it is um it is just, yeah, a collection of the Junji Ito short horror stories. Um, so I'm very excited to see how those are um, translated into
1: anime. Which are very good, by the way.
0: Mm-hmm. And Studio Dean is also known for such productions as, let's see here.
1: Uh, what you do, Dean?
0: They're known for Ranma One Half, which is a pretty popular one. Um, a lot of OVAs. Let's see here. I'm trying to notice if there's anything. Air guys, um, anything that I recognize. Uh, fruits basket, initial D. Let's see here. Uh, mouse, not a whole lot that I'm actually recognizing here. Fate stay night, uh, that's a pretty big one. Let's see here.
1: I mean, a lot of stuff.
0: mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm vampire knight not a whole lot of stuff that i'm recognizing um just because most of the titles are in japanese here um but i have heard of studio dean i hear that they're really good so fingers crossed hopefully it's a good one
1: we can hope hey they made italia
0: (laughs) oh there you go all right which
1: i've never which i've never seen but my sister used to love it
0: i girls in high school as well as the memes i am at least have a passing familiarity with it so yeah
1: i'm i'm familiar but I've never watched it, I might do that one day.
0: It'll be interesting, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Zach, Wait. what is the next one on your list, then?
1: I should put, like, a mark next to the ones I've already read, so I don't read the wrong one. <laughs> um, Hakata, Taokutsu, Ramens.
0: Ah, I see. That's by Studio State Light. And well, say Zach... however...
1: Oh, say that? I said, however you... Uh actually say that
0: (laughs) um and i'll go ahead and read the description here
1: yeah it's this one right here yeah
0: so hakata tonkotsu ramens we have crime reaches new heights in the city underworld of fukua hold on Fukuoka Fukuoka, sure a city home to very sinister professions among those who kill torture and seek revenge as a means of living a so-called killer of professional killers is becoming more than just an urban legend. Private Detective Bon... Private Detective Bonba is on the case, but when he uncovers a dark conspiracy, it may be the one curveball he can't hit. So that sounds pretty interesting.
1: He's looking for a weapon to suppress Metal Gear. Metal Gear!
0: Oh my god. Metal gear. Man, a Solid Snake showed up, I would not expect it, but that would be very welcome. uh what can you tell us about studio state light
1: uh i'm not sure the web page is still loading ah i can't believe it also it's in japanese so probably not too much but i can try fair enough tell us those works state light
0: what else do they got anything that we recognize
1: mm, do some good works, state light such as i don't know i can't read japanese
0: all right all right give me a second uh, do, 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 do. Uh,
1: let's scroll through here.
0: I guess it's actually pronounced Satelight. Something like that.
1: Oh. Let's see here. Hey, they made Log Horizon. Nice. I love Log Horizon.
0: Uh, they made Macross for you Mecha fans. Uh, Oh, they did the Helsing Ultimate OVA, OVA series. At least the first four of them. That's really well animated. Um, To nice. be fair, though, it did take several years for them to do each one. But hey... It looked good, so.
1: I mean, yeah. Uh,
0: worked Genius a little, party. Uh, worked in co-production with A One Pictures never on seen, Fairy Tale. Never seen,
1: never seen that, but it's there.
0: Bodacious space pirates, whatever that is. Uh, the disappearance of Nagato Yuki-chan.
1: Gene shaft. Wait, what? <laughs> one of the very bottom, one of the very first works from back in two thousand one is called Gene Shaft.
0: Interesting.
1: I don't know. I think it's a neat name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's pretty promising. There's a few in there that I recognize, so we'll have to see how well uh, they do. But it sounds they interesting. They
1: made Air Gear. Oh, did I they? Haven't really watched in years, but they made it.
0: Nice. I don't know what that is, but it uh, cool.
1: <laughs> it was. It was an uh, Air Gear was a show about people on roller skates. Oh really? It was like it was like one of those sports animes, but with roller skates. But also the roller skates were had engines. Oh really? They were like motorized roller skates. It was like people put little motors, electrical motors, inside their roller blades huh. to make them go faster.
0: Makes it sound kind of like Tenya Ida from Hiroaka.
1: Yeah. And then it became a skill. Uh, yeah, basically. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Imagine just him on roller blades. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i need to
1: i need to watch log horizon again
0: uh, i'll go ahead and announce my fourth pick here um almost to the end of our picks because we're only doing 10 for the for the season uh, unless we can get something
1: else so many
0: there's a lot there's like what 60 different shows this season
1: uh 60 was it 66 i counted i think 68? it was 66 something 60 something
0: more than we can do for a weekly schedule so that's why we're narrowing it
1: down to 10. yeah i'm not watching that many shows every week
0: um but that's my no- a
1: lot of work <laughs> uh, so yeah yours
0: my number four pick is pop team epic uh that's by studio kamikaze doga you want to go ahead and read the description on that one
1: uh let me find it on here real fast okay typed pop tem epic that's not what I meant to do <laughs> tem is epic, epic tem, tem is epic <clears throat> the surreal four panel manga centers around two 14 year old girls the short papuko and the tall pipimi the short summary of the anime's website quotes William Shakespeare's twelfth night play there is no darkness but ignorance so yes made by kamikaze dauga Yes. And why is it that when I click on here I see Batman? <laughs> uh
0: they might be doing the Batman Ninja. Um Are but they? but some of their other well-known shows include JoJo's Bizarre Adventure and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure: Stardust Crusaders. Nice. Uh they're also doing Batman Ninja, which is an OVA that's going to be released. Um They've done Terraformers and Those are probably the most well-known ones that they have.
2: Mm -hmm. So, yeah. We're getting the JoJo team
0: in there. And this is the one that I told you about before recording that I actually sat down and watched a couple episodes of. So, I already had it on my list before I watched it. Um, But it is certainly something. And I'll be interested to hear your opinions on it when we talk about it next week. Because it is something, all right.
1: Cause did some good. I've read the manga. I love the manga. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how the um anime does.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. But uh, it does it does some stuff, so it should be pretty neat. I'm hoping. Um, fingers crossed. Uh, what about you? What is your final pick for the season? Keeping us in suspense. It,
1: It is. Karakai Jouzo no Takagi san.
0: Let me see here. Gotta find it. Say the title one more time.
1: Karakai jo- Jouzo no Takagi san. By ah. Shin Eye Animation.
0: Here we go. Okay.
1: Nice little slice of life anime. Yeah, so let's see here. <clears throat> it's also a comedy, a romance, a school,
0: <laughs> and shonen very nice so let's see here tired of being mercilessly teased by his classmate tagaki nishikata has vowed to get her back and successfully tease the girl that's made him blush countless times after all if you blush you lose but getting vengeance isn't so easy when every attempt blows up in his face will nishikata ah will nishikata ever make tagaki blush or will he gain something more fulfilling from his bumbling attempts and that is once again by shin E Animation. Uh, what are they known for?
1: Such works as... I don't know.
0: <laughs> Anything we recognize?
1: Uh, hmm. I recognize this cat, but I couldn't tell you the name of the anime. Hmm.
0: Uh, Doraemon, they did that. Uh, Fukchan, Ultra B uh do, 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 do. not a whole lot that i'm recognizing here doronpa Hmm. not danganronpa but doronpa uh do, 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 do. Doreman again i don't know not really recognize a whole, a whole lot of their work so this will be an interesting one we'll see if it's any good or not um i saw a brief clip of this and it looks it looks cute so Hopefully, hopefully it's all right. Um,
1: Nice little, nice little anime.
0: Yeah. We'll see if there's um, enough substance to it. So hopefully it'll be good. Fingers crossed. We can,
1: we can hope.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I believe, is that all of your picks? Uh, yeah. Okay. Then I guess it's on to the last one, which will be mine. Uh, last show that I have chosen, uh, here on the bottom left or toward the bottom left. Uh, is hakume to and this is a fantasy slice of life anime uh you can see the thumbnail here has this really beautiful tree with a bunch of vines growing around it and these two little girls Uh, and the studio is studio lerche so zach can you read us the description on that show
1: uh i'm trying to find it no problem what's it called again
0: it is called hakume to by studio lerche Or just by Lerche.
1: Oh, here it is. Nine centimeters, 3.5 inches tall, the tiny girls Hakume and Mikochi live in the forest. Living in a tiny house in a tree, riding insects and birds, and making umbrellas out of leaves, these tiny girls live a tiny life and follow their tiny but lovely lives as they live their day-to-day in a fantastic world of tiny people and gods. I'm really into this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, it looks like certain the Studio Studio Lerche, which is behind it, um, based on the key art that we see here, it looks very, very pretty. Uh, very detailed. Almost to the levels of Maiden Abyss. Um, actually, probably on par if the show actually ends up looking that way. Um, some other works that they are known for includes Persona 4, the animation. Um, Assassination Classroom. Monster, Musi- Monster Musume. Um, oh, God damn it. Hmm. Uh, Danganronpa 3 The End of Hope's Peak High School Let's see here Uh, Kino's Journey which was just last season Uh, And a few other small things So hopefully Uh,
1: Assassination Classroom Yeah Uh, I've actually seen that one Yeah, I've seen some of these (laughs) So
0: hopefully Hopefully um, These turn out to be good picks So we'll see how well that goes Um, but in the meantime that should work out pretty well i think yeah so once again our list for this season starting from the top and going down includes violet evergarden darling in the franks beatless kokoku koi wa amegari no yoni uh, junji ito collection hakata tonkotsu ramens pop team epic karakai jozu no takagi-san and Hakume to Mikochi Those are our five shows chosen for this season. Now, many of these yep. sh- many of these shows already have one or two episodes out. So I think the plan is that hopefully by next week, we can just catch up on all of them. Uh, and then we'll just be watching them as they come out week to week. Does that sound okay with you? Uh, Yeah. Okay. Hopefully it's not too much for us to do in one week. Um, I know most of these shows are on Crunchyroll the only one that we might have some difficulty with is violet evergarden so from what i understand from that that one's on netflix oh wait is it well and that's not necessarily a problem in and of itself Um, i can find us an account to borrow but Mm -hmm. here's the thing from what i understand violet evergarden is being like simulcast in most of the world via netflix But with the way that Netflix does their practices in the United States, um, you know how they tend to drop full seasons at once so that you can binge them?
1: They do tend to do that.
0: It has been rumored that they very well might hold on to the season until it's completely finished by the end of the 2018 season and then drop it all at once. So depending on the situation there, we might not be able to watch Violet Evergarden week to week. Um, But since you did choose it, and it's one that I'm interested in as well, um we might be able to just review it at the end of the season
1: because i have heard it's good
0: same here i've heard the first episode is amazing so we'll see what we can do there um that's the only one that i can think of having a real problem there um a couple of these other shows including uh beatless that one's on amazon video um but if you have amazon prime anime strike is dead now which is great hit my microphone uh so if you have anime uh if you have amazon prime you'll be able to watch those shows no problem Uh, so hopefully that should work okay with us i have an amazon prime account so zach if you need to borrow that we can do that um
1: i have an amazon prime account
0: okay cool so we'll be set on that end uh of these are on crunchyroll and we have a crunchyroll premium account for that and i think the only other website that these are that some of these are on include high dive which is a website that i have not used but i've heard good things about and they have a free subscription service so we'll sign up for that to make sure that we can watch these shows this season Uh, otherwise i don't think we should have any problems with our choices we'll see what we can do about violet evergarden but yeah that should be our lineup for what to watch 2018 and once again that might change throughout depending on how things look Um, and if there's a particular show that you guys let us know about that's really really good that we have not mentioned on this list Uh, let us know on twitter or facebook or whatever and we'll check it out Uh, once again for those of you who are unaware our facebook page just look up um, anime replay podcast you'll be able to find us And on Twitter, I believe the Twitter handle is at Anime Replay Podcast. So hopefully that should be okay. Uh, But feel free to contact us there. I'm going to be using the Twitter more frequently now that we're going to be uploading podcasts again. Um, So feel free to let us know there. And that should work out pretty well. Woohoo! Uh, Just make sure that that tag is correct. Oh, actually, correction. Don't write down what we had before. The Twitter handle is at anime, all lowercase, underscore, underscore replay all lowercase once again that twitter handle is at underscore anime i'm sorry shit (laughs) that twitter handle is at anime underscore replay that's it so if you could follow that then feel free to check us out there we'll be posting regular updates about what we're watching this season our thoughts on things um when we're going to record stuff and you can chat with us that way directly um also zach do you think we should invite people to the discord server or no
1: uh, we can.
0: I figure, why not? We can sort yeah. it out later if it becomes too much of a problem.
1: Yeah, it would be nice to have more people here.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, Zach, can you let people know how they can get the, to the Discord?
1: So, the Discord. Um, we'll post an invite link somewhere.
0: I'll post it in the description. We
2: will, yeah.
1: yeah, in the description. And we can also post it on Twitter, mm-hmm. which I think we already did... But we'll do it again.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll post it more regularly. Yeah. And I think other than that, um, we can kind of move into this more when we talk about our individual weeks, but I think that'll be the plan for what we have right now. And then, yeah, just look up on Facebook. I think we're Anime Replay Podcast. I'll double check that just to be sure. Um, I'll be posting that page more often, so we'll see what we can do there. Yes. Yeah, facebook.com and... slash anime replay podcast.
1: And uh, to end off all of this, Mm -hmm. uh, an idea Tyler had uh, was each week we pick the anime that we're going to talk about the next week Mm. alternating between us two. Yes. Uh, That was your idea, and you told me to pick an anime. Yes, so what did you come up with? Uh, I picked Bacchano hey hey it's, i am I happy to, hear that. to rewatch watch it <laughs> um it's very good
0: yeah uh just for context for those of you who don't know uh in between our break here i've still been watching anime and uh one of the more recent ones that i finally got a hold of was in fact Bakano. so i am i am happy you chose that because i probably would have chosen it myself so <laughs> i am very happy to talk about that next week
1: it's very good
0: it's yeah spoilers I think we both really like it, so but I will be more than happy to discuss that because there's a lot going on in that. And that should work out well. Still there, Zach? Give us give yeah. him a second okay. <laughs> Sorry. I wasn't sure if you were having trouble. Sorry, with I, was, again.
1: I was trying to sign back into our Twitter account.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I can I
1: can do that later. I I'll give you the
0: information for that as well. So we'll we'll both be in charge of the different accounts and stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah. so Bacano will be next week. We have our shows for the season We've talked about, Made in Abyss a lot. Anything else you want to touch on? Um,
1: anime is great.
0: It is. It's great. It's why we talk about it. Yeah. So yeah, it should be good. I think other than that, though, that's all we got for this week. We can talk about our weeks next time or whatever because we have been yeah. away for months. So because I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's too much to cover in such a short. Yeah, of a lot time.
1: of a lot of stuff has happened. Yeah.
0: So we'll talk about some more of that stuff next week. In the meantime, thank you all very much for listening. And Zach, you want to sign us out?
1: Uh, Thanks for listening and have a nice week, lovely people.